Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Lo siento. This week is a weird episode, but we had a lot of laugh we had two. We had two gut busters for me personally. We had several hard But like laughs. gut busters, yeah. like wheezy. <laughs> yeah. It's all over the fucking place. It is, it is. For and we one. watched Christmas with the Cranks and we talked about it. We, got, we had a fast food reviews. Fast food, uh, got into some Christmas themes. Spo- uh, just, uh, not spoiler alert, but just an alert. If you're the kind of lowlife that listens to this show with your children, <laughs> we talk about Christmas and Santa Claus at the end and you may not want them to listen to what we talk about. <laughs> Because it's filthy. Knowing our, if, the, if someone listened to this show that had listened to like, you know, more than 30, we'd mm. be like, what are they about to do to Santa Claus? They're not <laughs> thinking that we're, we're discussing <laughs> right. truth versus untruth or right. lie versus no lie. They're right. thinking like, oh no, what kind of perversion are they <laughs> about to do? What do they have do? Santa doing to Mrs. Claus? Well, I, just, I had just had this conversation before I walked in here today. I was like, what a great job that is to be a Santa at a, at a, at a quality mall. Or any Santa, really. Sure. You draw, I mean, some of them make big paychecks. And there's really only three rules. Mm-hmm. Number one, don't be a diddler. You cannot be a diddler. It's like right. the biggest rule there is, can't be a diddler. Right. And two, you can't get a boner. You have to have a nice beard. I mean, if you want to get big bucks to do it, you can go get the fake ones. It doesn't really work. You're not going to pay. If you can do the beard, you'll look good. Mm-hmm. And three, just be a little bit jovial. You know those guys make. A lot of money. It like, depends on where you're at, though. Right, like the Phipps Plaza in Buckhead, that yeah. guy was probably pulling off her quarter million dollars a year for two months of work. I haven't listened to the Von Hessler show in a very long time, but Autumn, the girl on the show, famously her dad was a Santa. Mm. And, like, that was his job for most of her life. And he only worked two months out of the year. Mm. And he made, I think, she said once in the show, like, his average paycheck for being Santa was somewhere between, like, 30 and 40K. Like that was his job. Like he got paid for that two month period, and that and then he did other shit because he had time during the year. Right. But like they were able to live on his Santa salary, which right. only pulled two months worth of work out of him. Yeah, and that's my point. So don't be a diddler. Have a great beard. Look yeah. the part. And and the other thing is be jovial. But the point I was making was, how many of these guys? Let's not. I'm not talking. So you got your high end, your Phipps Plaza guy making like mm-hmm. 200k for two months of work. Yeah. Because they can do that. Yeah. And the lines are enormous, and they charge you an arm and a leg to well, see those Santa. Kids are wearing Burberry. Yeah. And shit. They're shop. They're shopping at Tiffany's while they wait for fucking <laughs> Santa. Literally. I, I remember when we were kids, they would they would take our little white trash asses down to Phipps Plaza, <laughs> dressed up, and I remember looking at them like. There's Tiffany. I didn't know what Tiffany's was, but it's yeah. right there. We I would just look in, you know, we would be like, and then of course the people at Tiffany's like, get out of here, you little, like Oliver Twist had just walked into the store. <laughs> hey, sir. But you have, I want, <laughs> I want a diamond. <laughs> but you have your tippy top like as, right, like that. And then you yeah. got, you know, outlet mall yeah. next to the pizza stand on well, the, the Alaska, Santa. right across from the, the quarter dollar, quarter cent ride a horse ride. The perimeter Santa was the same dude for a good decade. And by far, like, one of the best yeah. uh, that I can remember. Let me finish what I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah. So within that spectrum of, like, high end to all the way down with, like, bad Santas, how many, I, I personally think at least half, some in the, even on the high end, probably have a nice nip, like, right before they sit down. Yeah. And probably just keep that going with any break they get. Because, I mean, tedium alone like, even if you, you're not a diddler and you just love kids out of yeah. the joyness of yeah. your heart, yeah. there's so many shitty kids. Mm-hmm. And you can only act like, well, how are you? What's your name? You don't fucking remember it. Yeah. And then they're like, what are you on? And you're like, all right, shitty kid. And then you just, like, you roll this process yeah. 
Like, what do you want? And they just look up at you, and you're like, okay, nothing. Get okay, shitty kid number seventy-five. Let's yeah. and you just, I would have. You, I'm a jovial guy. I'm fun loving. I would love to make the kids happy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a diddler. I, I I just can't grow the beard, so I'll never be in the big leagues. You that's know, why, I'll never be in the big leagues. Only, that's why I'll never be. That's a why Santa. I'll never be yeah. a Santa. Because I refuse to do the fake one. Yeah, it looks like shit. Hey, you look like the creeper from the Christmas story. You well that, and you look like a diddler. When yeah. you have a fake one, the diddle signs are <laughs> the the warning signs are blaring. You'll shoot your eye out, yeah. kid. But I just always think that at least uh, half of them uh, have to get like a little bit of a. Boner? Just a, yeah, well, probably that too, but a, a little. <laughs> what do, do, do they take precaution on this? Friction like, friction just so there's like, never an issue? Does does a, does a, a non diddling, good beard, jovial man tape down the potential boner just on the off chance? That's that, a good question because at the end of the day, everybody experienced the NARB in high school when, like, you're learning geometry <laughs> and all of a sudden you just have an erection. <laughs> And friction is friction. I don't care what and it's listen, causing. And listen, you're it. dealing with a lot of young kids. The chances of like hot milf coming into line. Oh yeah. Hot gilf even coming into line. Mm. I mean, chances are good. You you're there eight hours. You're gonna see some hot women. You're and, and the unfortunate. That's even more. If anything, yeah. even more reason to drink. The unfortunate thing there is like you see someone hot and it just sparks a boner. <laughs> At that point, if you shift your weight as a kid sitting on your leg, that weight shift where your dick slides against your pant, that little bit of friction doubles the boner. Now you have a half of half of boner and a kid on your leg. And you're only two hours into your shift. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's that. So we'll leave it at that. And we're, we did not get disgusting with Santa. We addressed we some it. very real points. We, but did, we didn't get disgusting. But, you know, if you're the, um, if you're kind of a little life that listens to this show with your kids, maybe don't listen to the end of this don't one. Don't listen to this one. But uh, have a good time with the WFUCK. <laughs> Just saying it, Jamie Lee Curtis. So I said, you know, we get a little bit of the he she aspect already. And that killed the pod. You want to just lead out with he she's? I guess. We already did. You know, I, I uh, oh, hold on a second. I go to airplane mode. It's still recording. Oh. Um, he, he, we, we both talked. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Danny from my retard movie over here. Two Tods, Two Tods Christmas special. Ah, oh, Two Tods should do. Um, two Tods should do a Christmas song. Mm. Well, you know, we song. we do have to actually. Now we're on Johnny on the spot about it, like much everything else in our lives. But last year we really we released this banger, this well written, <laughs> Kegel, you know. Oh yeah, there was like Blumpkin and Kegel like record, the Elf. We, if I recall, we would record a podcast, and then we would like have more drinks. Put the captions on so I can at least uh, uh, yeah, yeah. understand He's what. He's talking about how much he likes Republicans. <laughs> she's thinking how much she looks like his wife from Tool Time. Christmas Watching, with the Cranks. Yeah, Christmas with the Cranks. It's not the worst Christmas movie. You were saying something, though. What was I saying? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Oh, I was. what I was saying was last year's Christmas special. Oh, yes, yes. We would record a podcast, mm-hmm. and then we would be done, and then we would have more drinks. Yeah. And then we would, like, literally sit there with clipboards, notepads, and write 
Okay, the song. Yeah. Well, we didn't have much. We had a ba- listen. When you have something to to have, when you have a backbone, you can literally take any song, <laughs> any song. Kegel and Blumkin. Kegel and Blumkin the Elf. <laughs> Blumkin was really the. I mean, we need to put it in the. I think Kegel always got a lot of the press, but I think Blumkin wouldn't Blumkin like the Genesis? Didn't we talk Blumkin about Blumkin was, the yeah, Elf Blumkin and Kegel the, came after yeah, that? Blumkin was the OG Elf, but then it, it was like. Well, there's two of us. We have to both be in the song. Yeah, yeah, I can't needed, just. Be, so you became Blumkin. Yeah. <laughs> I thought did, I was Kegel. No, you became Kegel. Always That's forget right. you ain't no Kegels. Don't forget your exercise. <laughs> <laughs> which is just a straight ripoff of, of Tally, which coincidentally, I, I, when we were talking about topics today, I think I've had like a, not an awakening, so to speak, but that South Park, the most recent South Park episode, which I think was called. Board girls, board girls, yeah, really kind of like, I mean, you saw it if you haven't seen it. It's the basic premises. It's what was it? Strong Woman Day. They were celebrating strong women. I loved the strong woman song. And, yeah, strong woman. <laughs> strong, strong woman. I <laughs> <laughs> love a montage. Man. <laughs> strong woman. <laughs> I like the guy in the back. Strong woman. Strong woman. <laughs> but you know, uh, PC principles. Why our girlfriend? Is strong woman. I think they're partners because they have the PC babies. Too. Right, yeah, the PC babies, which are really the kind of the crux of the whole thing. Right. Because now they do the episode lead in is PC babies, which is us. Yeah. That's the world That's now the world, is the PC yeah. babies. But do you think the PC babies will understand the nuance? <laughs> <laughs> well, she enters, but then all of a sudden, uh, what we don't know at the time is that an ex-boyfriend enters into the contest because he was swore to get back at Strong Woman. Right. And in order to enter into the Strong Woman contest, two weeks prior, he comes out as a transgendered woman. Right. And this character looks, talks, acts, and basically is and will probably be sued by the <laughs> estate of Macho Man, Macho Randy, Man Savage. Randy Savage. When he, when he stripped down to a thong, I mean, I wanted to text. Here's the thing. Here's how hard I was laughing when I first. Well, that came later. But when he, when they, when I knew what the premise was going to be, when I saw where they were going, yeah. And they say this man's been because you remember it was the interview, Mm -hmm. and they say, "Strong woman, how do you feel about having to face off against?" It was something like what was her name like Elijah. uh, She had her female name was something crazy. It wasn't crazy. It was just a female name. Tabitha. Tabitha, whatever. And he says, "How do you feel about facing off?" Oh, I I love it. So happy that there's a trans woman in this crowd. We need we need more inclusion in this world. And the, the interviewer keeps looking at her side eye like, are you sure that's how you feel? <laughs> Have you seen? Have you seen? Heather, oh, it was Heather something. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, no. And then that's when the guy, hey there, strong woman. <laughs> and then I was like, oh. And I couldn't even, I, I was so into the episode after that, I couldn't even pick up my phone. Yeah. I wanted to text you, but yeah. It, now, I said in a previous episode of our show that South Park doesn't really make me laugh a whole lot anymore. Which is true. Like, I've watched a few episodes from this season, and it's just kind of like, eh, I'm good. Like, it's just not, doesn't tickle me the way it used to. So when you told me to watch it, I was like, ah, I'll watch it, just to say that I did. <laughs> and then I actually laughed at that one. That one was actually funny. Well, I made a, st- I made a point of saying, this one you need to watch. I don't come to you with all the South Parks that I find to be good. The fact but this that one it was need- Macho Man was great. But, like, midway through the episode, when he's in the school gym, because <laughs> they're trying to, like, make amends... And he strips down to a thong, and like they have a like with their two D animation, they have effectively sh- they're showing just a floppy dick and balls that's just flopping around while he's, he's wrapped in black t- black like latex. It's wonderful. 
And he just keeps calling PC principal transphobe. Tra- oh, yeah, transphobe? Oh, yeah, transphobe? <laughs> I'm not a transphobe. I just want to have a conversation. <laughs> it was, And that's the whole point, was that he's not trans. He's on, This guy's out only to upset and hurt this woman. Right. But the wider conversation is, yeah, I understand. This is why I wanted to ask or talk about it. Because I don't understand this aspect. But if you were, uh, uh, in this case, would, it would have been a man identifying as a woman. Mm, competing against women. Competing against real, I see, that's where you get right there, I'm biological. done. Biological women. Although that's not even accurate either because, well, yeah, biological. Wouldn't, say you're a man and you, you know, you want to be a woman. You felt like a woman. I know, I know. And we always do, but I'm just saying. This is what I was trying to get at. It's dumb that anyone you're, has You're a man and you want to transition to a woman, but you're not going to cut off your dick and balls. So essentially you're just a man who does everything in their power outside of getting their dick and balls turned into a vagina. Mm. You're still just a man a looking vagina. like a, a woman. Yeah. So you're not really a cross-dresser because that's not really your thing. You're you're not into it for the clothes. You're into it because you legitimately feel like a woman. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you then just... Like you live by the Shania Twain song. Is there no... Like, this is my problem is I don't want to sound like, Okay, okay transphobe. Because <laughs> I know that's what it's about to sound like. I don't really give a shit. I'm just trying to figure it out. Okay, transphobe. Why wouldn't they just want to like still compete with other men? Wouldn't that be something... Like, wouldn't they want to take on the mantle of like, Oh, I'm a woman. But I'm going to take on all these men. And I'm going to show them. Do you know what I'm saying? Rather than saying, oh, I'm a woman. I'm 270 pounds. Uh, and I'm going to go and fight in the women's UFC. Yeah. Uh, and I'll probably win a lot. Or that's a bad comparison because some of those girls, even at 90 pounds, well, can snap your ankle in half. I'm glad you brought it up. Do you remember this? This is an old story about um, Fallon Fox. Are you familiar with this? The name sounds familiar. Uh, I'm not going to go look for the article because I read it earlier, but Fallon Fox, this is like 2013, 2014. This like way predates the transgender conversation that America... Right, back then it was still just gay and lesbian. trapped in. Well, we had LGBT, but nobody really cared about the B or the T. Or the, and the Qs weren't even a thing. The Q wasn't even coming yet. Barack Obama was still president. The nation was at peace. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so this is, this like predates the outrage culture and cancel culture and right. all that shit. Like Louis C.K. is still famous. Okay. You understand what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Spacey, House of Cards, still like Netflix. Number one number show. One show. Yeah. It's way predates cancel culture. It's a man who his whole life thought he was gay and then he when he learns <clears throat> what uh, transgender means, he realizes like that's him. That's what he identifies as. Transitions to a woman. Don't know about the dick and balls. Didn't look into it. But then what did you transition into? If you don't take the dick and balls and you just grow a pair of well, tits. They, they consider that there's pre-op and post-op transgendered people. That's their... That's their I know they have that language. lingo that if you if you don't say that, you're right. in trouble. Like if I said... I don't... You know, exactly. I have to... That's... Can you fucking imagine this world where I have to say... Like if I was introducing someone yeah. and you're at a dinner party and you're like, Hey, it's my friend Randy. This is Brian. That's pre-op Heather. And you know, like what? Pre-op. Heather. Is she like Indian? The is she is she Indian? Like pre-op? No, I was like no, no, no. Like he's about to get his dick and balls cut off, but they're not off yet. <laughs> so he's pre. We can't call him. We can't just call him Heather because he gets mad. It's pre-op Heather. <laughs> and and yeah, exactly. We so, have to say that now. I didn't look into whether or not Fallon Fox got. And then it, if it's post-op, isn't it just Heather? Got it. <laughs> cut off. Yeah, it's post-op Heather. <laughs> yeah, but 
but it's just Heather. For a month. <laughs> it's like a baby. Yeah. Well, it's like a boob job. But they're they're really sore and firm for a while, then they start to settle in. Right. But anyways, this this MMA fighter found Fox, transitions to woman, maybe loses the dick. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And famously got into a fight with, or did a, had a sanctioned UFC fight with a biological woman. Okay. Tyka Brents. Right. Relation. Hold on. <laughs> and uh, won because she was a man and, <laughs> you know, most certainly had the Joe Rogan, like in this article, points out like uh, bone density, uh, shoulder socket size, like all these things that are different about a genetic. Oh, biological. shit. During the fight, Tamika suffered a concussion, <laughs> fractured her orbital bone in her skull, yeah. and Fallon Fox didn't stop until Tamika Brintz was finally TKO'd. After the fight, she received several staples in her head. So this is just a yeah, man. This is a, a, a man beat, beat a woman nearly to death in a sanctioned UFC fight, and the woman was quoted, the actual woman, and I'm going to just say that for the sake of this conversation. This is the woman who lost, whose orbital saga was crushed. I've struggled with many women and have never felt the strength I felt <laughs> in a fight, in that fight that night. I can't answer whether or not it's because she was born a man, because I'm not a doctor. I can only say that I have never felt so dominated in my life and that I am abnormally strong and I'm normally strong woman in my own right. I disagree with Fox's struggle, any other job or career that I say I try, but when it whatever. Yeah, we get it. Can what? I see? Can I, is there a video of this? I, there is. I didn't watch it. I don't know if this will this will click. Oh, this I know, we know we're not in a visual medium, my friends, but <laughs> I, I just want to see what this post-op man, woman. I don't know. What's the name? Rich. Fallon Fox. Fallon Fox. Well, sounds like a porn star. Not the kind of porn star you'd want to I want to take a guess that I think the one on the left here is the man. You mean the bigger one? <laughs> I mean the one that looks like a fucking man. The one that looks like a dude who's getting ready to beat just, up a woman uh, in a UFC Like, I wonder, is, is why aren't they just showing the fight itself? There we go. Like, why don't we just... They, they were showing the screen above the octagon. Okay. This is phone oh. footage. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's just a grown man. Kneeing violently, this woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, man. Don't care for you. We're treading into non-woke territory. <laughs> I want to know if, like, Banks presented this video to his woke studies professor. And be like, this is a transgender. So woman. when you when you mentioned this when you up. when you mentioned this was this <laughs> was this uh, where you kind of stand on this in the sense that this isn't right. Like you can do this in life, but to enter into sporting contests against biological women yeah. when you were born with the the strength, the, 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 the physical, density, yeah, the physical, the, the physical presence of a man for a combat sport. Right. Like, I guess it would be like this. Here's how I would put it. I, I'm already loving where this is going to go because I feel like it could go wrong or it could go so right, and either way we win. But it'd be like imagine, I mean, the the great apes, right? The chimpanzee. We'll use the chimpanzee. No, we won't. We're gonna use we're gonna use the the modern low, or the the lowland gorilla. Mm-hmm. That's what we're gonna use here. Right. Oh, Banks's woke professor would love the gorilla. Comparison. Well, I said I'm using the actual animal. We're not using any metaphors or euphemisms here. And yeah. in, in a family, and a family group of lowland gorillas, right? Mm-hmm. They usually have your one 
dominant male, your silverback, mm-hmm. right? And there's certain family groups, things happen. It's just like anything else in nature. We've all seen enough nature shows to know that someone's going to challenge for that position. But it's kind of like if if <laughs> if one of the silverbacks, which I don't know if it's ever happened, there's been there's certainly is um, homo homo homosexual relationships in across the spectrum mm-hmm. of species. But imagine like. <laughs> Silverback gorilla, 800 pounds, you know? The females are like 400, mm-hmm. 300, 400, I don't know. Yeah. It sounds right. So you're double in size. Mm-hmm. And he just decides one day that he doesn't want to be a silverback anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't feel. Yeah. He was born, he, he felt like he was born as a woman. Right. As a female gorilla. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that, you know, amongst this group, they have a little sporting fighting club. Of female gorillas that yep. get together and to keep in shape when they're not mothering, which yeah. is all the time. And they're they woke grapple. Females, they're woke so they, females. They, they get it. They yeah, they want. They're, they, like, they're looking past his dangly cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that are as big as their arm. Yeah. And he just strolls in He's at, at eight hundred like, pounds. Like Bill, yeah. like Wild Bill or not Wild. Um, Buffalo and, 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 and don't worry, he's like he's shaved some spots. He's he's made himself look a little. He's washing every day. I mean, he's mm-hmm. doing the feminine things that yeah. as a gorilla, lowland gorilla silverback he never did before. And he's tucking. And he's tucking. We've already we got that. He's tucking. <laughs> tucking uh, gorilla. Tucking gorilla. <laughs> it could be a great Indian name. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, tucking gorilla. Why do you ask these strange questions, tucking gorilla? My name should say it all. <laughs> I have seen many things. <laughs> Anyways, what the fuck? Anyways, this 800-pound gorilla wants to join the female fight club. Mm-hmm. They're woke. They bring it in. And yeah. then he just proceeds to beat them all to death. Almost. Yeah, just enough. Because he has every physical advantage over them. Yeah, I don't know who this person is, but there was a guy who commented on Found Fox. He said he was born a man, and he is a man, even though he calls himself a transsexual. It's absurd cowardice, not only by him, but also by the promoters of any event that have accepted this kind of absurdity. <laughs> he has simply annihilated the girls who have fought against him. They were slaughtered. They put their lives at risk. They put their physical integrity at risk. Oh. There's a good quote from Joe Rogan. <clears throat> uh, think, and again, this is like, this is gears. Can I see a picture of this? Oh, I know this. That's him. Yes. Uh, oh, boy. Oh. Good grief. That's it. You just screwed up. That's him. That's her. We're all over the place on this one. Uh, what did Joe Rogan say? Uh, just give us a paraphrase. I don't want to be reading MMA. It's our, our show has reached new lows when we're quoting MMA stories directly to the to the good listeners. Can you paraphrase? Are you that no, concerned with it? I don't remember what he said. I just know that he... Uh, well, he's, oh, here you go. She wants to be able to fight women in the MMA. I say no fucking way. I say if you had a dick at one point in time, <laughs> you also have the bone structure that comes from having a dick. You have bigger hands. You have bigger shoulder joints. You're a fucking man, okay? <laughs> now, in, retro- in response, she demanded an apology. Yeah, she expected an apology from Joe Rogan. And that was before cancel culture. If that had happened today, I mean... It's like Nothing a, would have happened to Joe Rogan. No. The fans of the UFC, he would still be calling <clears throat> UFC yeah. fights. He'd still be making how much money off his awesome podcast. Yeah. I, look, I don't agree with Joe Rogan a lot. I, frankly, sometimes I think the dude's fucking crazy. Yeah. But I love listening to the show, and I like that he brings on all different types of people. I like the idea that's been put out there. That Everyone he, loves that, that show. That he moderate too. the next presidential debates. Well, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Because it it's been put out there like he's not biased one way or the other. 
Let and he will ask <clears throat> non bullshit questions. Let him moderate the next president. No one debate. wants that. We want. We're fine with the way it is. We're fine. No, but I, I have uh, something. Go ahead. The thing that <clears throat> the thing that I always have to try and remember. I think that everybody is trying to remember is the percentages. When I still listen to Von Hessler and something transgendered would come up, he would always point out on a national average we're talking about thirteen percent of the population that identify <clears throat> as something other than the sex they were born. So that number seemed radically high. Thirteen percent. Well, it's it's a what he said. If you figure however many billions of people there are, it's like it's a very small number of people. Yeah, it can't be thirteen percent. Stories like this, the transgender UFC man that beat up women in the cage. That's an. That's I guarantee you. That's a tenth of that percent. Like it's. We have a very small number, and then we have an even smaller number of these radical cases. Right. But because of social media and the internet and outrage from either side of the you know, political aisle, it seems massive. When mm. in reality, it isn't. Because I can't tell you the last time I saw a obvious transgendered person. But I hear about them constantly. Mm. <clears throat> so it's like, yeah, we can talk about it and get outraged and it's fun for the podcast. But in reality, it's it's a very, very small number of people and an even smaller number of cases that are truly outrageous. That's one of them. <laughs> but yeah, if you are, if you, if you were at one point a man, regardless of how much estrogen you've taken and booby implants, you still have the bone density, structure, etc. Power. Hands, hand size. Like, like, I, I'm in this. Like Corolla talked about standing next to Caitlyn Jenner at the fucking Alec Baldwin roast. She's like, it's like six, six or whatever height Bruce Jenner was. <laughs> big <laughs> hands, giant neck, like in person. She's a lot of woman. It's like, yeah, because she was an Olympic athlete dude at yeah. one point. So. Probably the greatest ever. <clears throat> so, yeah, like, on the one hand, the liberal side of me is like, yeah, transition to whatever the fuck you want. Like, I'll vote, I'll, I'll vote for you. But if you're fucking macho man Randy Savage and you want to get in the <laughs> ring with fucking biological women in a fucking whatever that light ounce glove is in the UFC and go and like knee the gloves up. aren't there for anyone's protect they're right. like the knuckles right. like they're protecting the knuckles fucking macho man Randy Savage wants to start doing flying knees into a real woman's orbital socket it's like whoa pump the brakes like <laughs> like how about we have like a you know this gets you in even more trouble with the social justice warriors why don't you just form a transgender league mm. like yeah let the he she's fight each other all day long <laughs> I can see the issue title on the line tonight. We got the t- oh boy! I don't even want to open this. I don't even want to open up the floor on this. The, the he she title. title. You got the the tag team championship. We don't mean it that way. No, I do wonder because we don't have like a we don't probably have like a hyper woke listener that's going to be like guys too far. Like I do wonder like what is somebody like the professor that teaches Banks's woke studies college course, what do they have to say to defend that scenario? Mm. Would it be something as cold as, well, the real woman, they wouldn't say that, but the real woman knew what she was signing up for. She she took on the risk, and yeah, she almost got pummeled to death by a former man. <laughs> by a woman. <laughs> That's what they would say. They would not right. leave, they're never going to leave their pronoun game, they're never, it's like any anyone else in an entrenched position, in an entrenched position, especially over something so, I wish it wasn't ludicrous, but it kind of is. Like, I don't, you know, it's sometimes when we remove ourselves from from our own feelings about a certain thing, if we just try to think objectively mm-hmm. and we just removed everything and just stood up and took a look down at the situation, we would get a much better grasp of why boomers 
have a hard time with any of this. Yeah. And why they use it as a flag. Okay, boomer. Yeah, I know. At, and they, how they use it as a flag, you know, to say, look at what we're devolving into. Yeah. We're letting a man, that's what they're going to say every right. time, go into the ring with women and beat them to death. Mm-hmm. And when they're que- and when someone says, can we talk about this? They're shamed and fired and have to go on all the talk shows <laughs> and tell their story about this modern-day America where they're being shushed. They're being Dylan Tobacked everywhere, yeah. but it's worse because it's going to get you fired. You like, if we had sponsors, we'd lose this show. <laughs> we'd lose so many sponsors. Yeah. Or we'd just have to find some that don't give a fuck. And unfortunately, the ones would be like, ProudBoys.com! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'd have the worst sponsor. Ben, ben Shapiro. Shapiro! Nightly! <laughs> Stay tuned. we got Ben Shapiro coming up right after Proud Boys. Here's the thing about Fallon Fox. If Fallon Fox's record was like, Six and seven, like you've lost almost as many times to a biological woman as you've won. Mm-hmm. Part of me would be like, well, you know, but what are you gonna do? Like, she, he's gotten in the cage with uh, thirteen women, and he's like, he's like kind of one for one. She, what fuck, whatever. So, like, if that's the case, you know, woke or not, you kind of have to be like, eh, you know, fighting women. He's, you know, she's lost just as many times almost as she's won. But when you read the the story about Fallon Fox, it's like, oh, wins every time. Mm-hmm. It's like Macho Man in the Strong Woman mm-hmm. episode. Like, <laughs> put them in a physical sporting competition against biological women. They win every time because they are bigger, stronger, faster, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, there are reasons why, I don't know if this is still the case, but I remember there was <clears throat> often talk about, like, women in the military being in combat with alongside men. And there's this whole conversation of, like, well, if... I get shot and fall down. Mm-hmm. Can she grab my fucking 225 pound body plus 80 pounds of On her gear, own back? Yeah. Grab me and carry me to safety. Or just drag you to safety. That's drag. always been, that's always been one of the biggest. And it's like, um, unless it's GI Jane or Tank Girl, the answer is no. I've never <laughs> liked that. Not. I've never liked that one. Um, I've heard it, you hear that you hear that a lot. Like, that was, like, in the movie G.I. Jane, one mm-hmm. of the things they stressed was, like, can you even drag a body off? Yeah. And those are, those are movies. I, I think women, if you if you want to serve in combat, if you're given the opportunity as a woman to serve in combat, mm-hmm. all, all more power to you. Yeah. And I, I, I if, if there is, if, let's put it this way, I've never done it. I can only speak to what I've heard. If you're in a situation where you get shot and there's only one person that mm-hmm. has the capability to drag you anywhere, yeah. you're not in a good situation to, to begin with. And the fact that they're going to drag you means they're probably going to die too. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Most people that die you know, in these combat situations, <laughs> in the new, new age of combat, are you know, ambushed quickly or yeah. IEDs. I mean, but still then you have, especially as a, you know, our big green killing machine, you have the, the avail- availability sure. to call in somebody, yeah. get some help in All there. All right, well, take the military out of it. I've had the thought before, like, if I ever, like— And also adrenaline. I absolutely yeah. believe someone that had been through Army training, Marine training, Navy training, whatever, they're going to be fit. They're going to be stronger than they ever have been, and now you've got bullets whizzing every which way. And I have no doubt in my mind that if you're just asked to drag me, I, I'm sure that Leah could drag my 210, 15-pound ass if See, in that situation. Sometimes I wonder. I don't, sometimes I think, like, if I, like— And Kristen would, too. If I if I fell and was paralyzed, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if Kristen could move me. 
I'm sure she would try. Well, I mean, if it was like, if you were like, let's, let's look at, there's a different, like a different circumstance here. If you're like, my body. if you're like on a fucking family trip and you trip and fat ass fall yeah. and break your neck, yeah. she's going to just be like panicking, but that's not necessarily inducing but crazy even, bouts. I know, of, but even strength, like I, just highlighting the point. <laughs> I just see you giving eyes like just go just leave <laughs> just highlighting the point that drop a rock on my head please physically like I don't think we need to have a long conversation about this but physically men are bigger than women you've established generally this. stronger so even if I've taken estrogen and have been transitioning for the last two years I'm still going to be able to hit you harder than you're going to be able to hit me when right. we get into the cage so I shouldn't be allowed to get in there and fight with you. No. Like if a, like have trans have women and men ever like raced each other in a forty yard dash in the Olympics? Are there are there stats that show how one could go faster than the other? It would seem to me if there was one that could be done, it would be like that, like a short distance sprint. They just covered this on Letterkenny in the latest season. I watched every available episode. And at one point in that show's history, the hockey team kind of fell away and was replaced by a women's hockey league. And the two hockey players that the show follows became coaches on that team. <laughs> when it was in the most current season, there's like no hockey team whatsoever and they're trying to reboot one. And the two sort of mainstay female hockey players swear that their female hockey team could beat the men's hockey team. And they have a playoff to see who will get to represent Letterkenny. And the whole time the men's league is like, are you serious? You want to you want to play us in hockey? Like, yeah, because we could beat you. And they're super confident. And there's part of you that's thinking, it's a liberal show. It's Canadian. Maybe the women will win. And then they play this hockey game, and the women just get destroyed. <laughs> like it's like it ends up being like twenty to zero, because you see them out there, and it's like fucking Lurch from the Adams Family standing next to fucking Wednesday, like it's this massive dude on skates and a large woman for, you know, a hockey player, but nowhere near as big as he is. Right. And, like, you just see these men towering over the women out on the ice just fucking <laughs> shot after shot in the goal. And when they're finally done, the women are like, all right, there's some things that men can do better than women. And it's like, yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah, moving we got on. It. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, that's the um, transgender power hour from your friends here at TPTO. The thing I liked about that episode was they're like, okay, fine, prove it. And then they had the game, and they couldn't even come close to proving it. Well, it's also TV. <laughs> right, but you love that. It's kind of like the movie Annie Hall. Have you ever seen that movie with Woody Allen? And I Dustin have. And he's standing in line at the movies, and there's a guy just going off behind him about his opinion on some famous literature author or whatever. And he's like, you're all wrong about this guy, and I have him right here to prove it. <laughs> and he pulls him off. He said, you know nothing of my work. I can't believe you teach a course on my uh, on my writing. And the and Woody Allen just looks at the camera and goes, wouldn't it be nice if life was really like this? <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing of my work. Like, well, you, you'd I love can, the uh, opportunity to be like, to like a woke professor be like, oh, okay, let's watch what happens. And then you put the transgender <laughs> woman in the ring with a real woman and watch her pummel her to death within two minutes. I don't know if you read that in the article. That orbital socket crush happened within two and a half minutes. <laughs> Two and a half minutes, and that woman was near dead while fucking cock and balls is, is cheering for winning against beating his, his probably 11th woman. Like, like Andy, hey. It's like Andy Kaufman, and that was a fake gag with yeah. the with the, re, the female wrestling. Well, just to transition, uh, in the last week, in the last week I, I tried both the Popeye's chicken sandwich oh, really? and the Impossible Whopper from Burger King. There was a good Saturday Night Live sketch 
about the uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich. That was it, like this week's? Mm-hmm. I'll have to catch it. It's actually a decent episode and probably the hardest I've laughed at the host monologue in a long time. And it's funny you said that because I actually recorded it, so I'll have to go check that he, out. It was uh, Harry Styles. I don't know who that is. He's the singer from One Direction who's popular now as a solo singer. Couldn't even tell you. But he had some great jokes like one of the best ones. Don't tell me anything. Yeah, just let yeah. me just let me fucking watch the show. But yeah, the uh, it's well, funny. He pulled his dick out. Though. Alan, Alan, um, you know, Bono, super fan Bono. Hair Bono. <laughs> Hair Bono. <laughs> Hair Bono. We'll just see, we'll call him by his right name because it's actually Bono. Hair Bono. Third, third Reich Bono. Which uh, has another story. I'll, I'll decide <laughs> once he hears this if he wants to let that information out there. But let's just. Fuck it. Let's just, let's just say there's a lot of Brazilian bonos. <laughs> and when you look up the surname, right. it's German-Austrian. Yeah. So you do the math. Well, we must go somewhere. Brazil, I hear. It's very nice this time of year. We go to Argentina, yeah. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, anywho, no Jews we, he had ne- ne- never been. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, he had never had Popeyes in general, mm. which of course is a mind blow. So we were gonna. He, he sometimes stays with us when he's in town. So we decided we're gonna solve that. That and I said, listen, if we're gonna go up there to get like regular chicken, which I'm sure right now, if you if you're in a, a fan of Popeyes, it must be just maddening right now. <clears throat> like if you, if you're a fat person mm. and you eat like if that's on your routine of like every. You know, yeah, every, like a two-piece dart. Every Wednesday, you're eating just good old three-piece. I said fat person. Three-piece. <laughs> might maybe getting a small family meal just because, you know, it's going to get eaten. Do you guys do buckets here? <laughs> we got boxes. That's fine. Eight-piece. Like extra big box. Big box. You got, like a, you got like a liquor store box you can yeah. just fill with chicken. So I said, if we're going to go up there, we're going to stand in any line. Cause this is the one on the – for me, it's on Windy Hill, which I don't know if you're familiar, but mm-hmm. – um, I said, every time I've driven by there since they brought this sandwich back, there's been a mild traffic issue, which mm. will just tell you. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going at the wrong time. So we went at 4.30-ish. And we pull up, and I was like, wow, okay. The line's not crazy. It's not double-wrapped around the building. It's, there's not people honking. It doesn't look like there's any sign of violence coming over this chicken. So we said, let's go in. We park. We walk in. There's a pretty good line at, inside. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be the hack to mm-hmm. go inside. It wasn't. Probably should have stayed in the drive-thru. It usually is. Yeah. It's but the most fast food. The, we, we walked up, and or we waited for about 20 minutes. Because that's what's crazy about this whole Popeye's thing. They got one guy manning one thing with, you know, the the, the drive-thru full and the restaurant's full. And you got one person <laughs> who doesn't. It clearly looks like just off, just finished their last training video. Yeah. And they're try, it was just like a shit show in that regard. But I noticed, I was like, they're not fucking around now because they don't. They have stacked sandwiches, mm. so they're cook. They're just like on the hour. They're saying, "I'll get fucking cook a hundred of them yeah. and start assembling." Yeah, and then the the bags are very similar but bigger to a Chick Fil A. Boom, boom, boom. Spicy, regular mm. stacks. Which one did you try? I want spicy. Okay, of course. You didn't but, get one of each. No, just to know. No. I mean, mayonnaise and chicken. I wanted to see what this spicy was all about. You know, that's the one that they've been pushing. That's the one everyone's buying. Okay. So 
we did that though, and I, we're waiting. So we ordered. We got so clearly we got two of those just so we could try them. We got a, we got the family meal. We're all gonna eat. And I was like, are we fat for ordering sandwiches to eat on the way home <laughs> to eat more chicken? And yeah. I was like, the answer was of course yes. I do that with Chick Fil A. I'll get my meal, but uh-huh. I'll get a small fry in addition to it. Sure. To on the way back. Yeah, on the way back. Which is fine. That's fine. That's different. This is a fucking well, sandwich. And I also do that because they jip you on the fries at Chick Fil A. Of course they do. Like, for all for every for every good thing they do, they they don't do fries like, well. I asked you for a large. You could have filled it all the way. Yeah. Up. <laughs> well, so we, we finally got the chicken, and I noticed that this guy that had ordered like when we he was ordering when we came in, mm-hmm. and we waited for fifteen minutes at least to just to order, and then another ten to get food. But this guy had ordered when we were walking in, and he was still waiting when we got all of our food. Mm. And then he's like, "Excuse me." And they were like, yeah, he's like, man, I made my 20 million on my damn sandwich. You know, he's, he's starting to get pissed off. Jewish lady? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Do you have any idea how bad the traffic is going back to East Atlanta? <laughs> Could you hurry it up, please? I was told this is the best Popeyes. I drove 40 minutes to get here. Anyways. He, the idiot, this guy must have felt when he didn't realize what those stacks of, it was clear to me. Like the minute I was like, they ain't fucking around. Like some he had an order and they were, it was a pile that was moving fast, mm-hmm. you know? And this idiot had gone up there and said, I don't want any mayo. I want mine one off. I want my, no pickles. He said, I don't want pickles. I don't want mayo. And they're like, okay. But what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You have to wait for the next rotation to go down. Yeah. So while they're cooking all the other chicken, all the other tenders, all the other regular shit, then they're like, well, sorry, sir, but you asked for yours with no mayo. Every, we make these sandwiches, you know, as is. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes he was waiting after he had placed his order to get this damn sandwich. And it, he couldn't have known or at least didn't know that there was like 60 of them. If you could have just said a little bit of mayonnaise ain't going to hurt your fucking heart. Yeah. And that's what, that's what it cost you. You got one sandwich and you fucked yourself. I was laughing at him. As far as a grade on the sandwich... I, the fact that they are making them like that, they do ten, the bun 10 times better than anything at Chick-fil-A. But as you know, that's not saying a lot. Chick-fil-A's yeah. bread is garbage. Yeah. Just is. The chicken's well, the, great. The bread's garbage. <clears throat> the white bread at Chick-fil-A is. Is also is, garbage. Well, it's the better, wheat bread's it's, worse. It's better than the multigrain. I, I, I agreed. Yeah. But the white bread's no good. I've never come away from that sandwich at Chick-fil-A and big, man, you know what? The bread was good today. I've always said the bread was wet on the outside and mushy on the end. I mean, it's just not. <laughs> Thank goodness the chicken was good. It's superior to the crystal burger bread. Of course. We're not talking about grease here. <laughs> but anyways, I uh, it was a little, not quite as hot. And because it was in that bag, damn, I would still hit it. I was going to say, like, we'll pivot to the movie for a second. Jamie, uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who was easily in her 50s, maybe even late 50s, in the bikini, like, she's she's still got the boobs. The, you know, Why was she in a bikini in the mall anyway? Well, the oh, she's tanning. Story, she's tanning. Story, yeah, I get it. They're not. They're I've not been following. Christ- yeah, they're right. not doing Christmas. They're going to go to the beach or something. So they're they're tanning. And the oh, those thighs are rough. She's got a mom bod from here down, but I mean, from up top and on up. <clears throat> yeah. So, well, anyways, I gave it a seven nine. Okay. It was very tasty. It will def- it definitely gives Chick Fil A a run for their money. If I had a ch- if I had an option, I would. Pref- I'll say this because it's crazy. The bread and the pickles, mm-hmm. t- 
10 times better. It just makes me want that sandwich. I already want another one. Yeah. Whereas, I, like you said, when we were thinking about dinner a couple weeks ago, we were just over Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And that's because it's always been great. I get that. This is a new thing. Well, it's always been great, but everybody who's eaten at Chick-fil-A and gotten a number one knows when you say, like, I got a grisly one. <laughs> like, everybody knows, like, yeah, I've done that before. Like, where you get it. And the grain seems like it's not running the right mm-hmm. way. And then there's this gray sliver, and it just tastes like fucking yeah. something your uncle killed. In Which, the by the way, I read on the way over, they're not going to be <clears throat> donating any more money. Do you remember that row that happened during the, the cusp of the woke culture where they found yeah. out they were donating money to hey, Chick-fil-A stop gives money Planned to like Parenting? Some, yeah, Chick-fil-A and, gives money to some of the worst like anti-gay well, and, and, and anti-women's as, as According to a legitimate <laughs> source, the Business Insider, they are no longer... They have either cut funding across the board or, or shall be the last year of them donating to that. I have a hard time believing that that's because they've seen a downturn in sales. Because every time I go to one, <laughs> it's a fucking 45-minute wait. I just think, listen, of course they want sales. But once you get to a certain level of business like that, someone they bring someone on smart says, look, I understand that the stance y'all take. And I, I'm not asking you to be open on Sundays, although you've probably been asked how many times does this look, how much money. Yeah. Could we make if we were open Sundays? I know that's not going to change until one of these Cathy's, you know, gets into a pinch. Yeah, the atheist Cathy. Right, the atheist Cathy gets into a pinch. Fucking open up on just Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong, the black sheep Cathy. On Sundays, the atheist Cathy decides we're going to open on Sundays and we're going to do that squid ink shit that they do in Japan and we're going to serve black food on Sundays. <laughs> Fucking like white pentagrams in the bread <laughs> and French fries that are not waffled, like just regular French fries. Like fucking Chick Fil A on Sundays, <laughs> freaking lit, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was good. I like that. But they won't be giving any more money. And then on Thursday, uh, we we me and of course no cheese Hubbard went to do a delivery together, mm-hmm. and it was close. And I said I want to try it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to try the Impossible Whopper yeah. from Burger King. I love a Whopper. Don't eat it there very much. Sean, had, who hasn't had that food in a long time, decides he'll break it if he can have an Impossible Whopper. Yeah. And this is where it gets good, of course, because I was like, hey, I'll take a Whopper, add cheese. Of course. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Impossible Whopper, add cheese. Yeah. Steak I made was not was forgetting that the dollops of mayo are, like, just insane mm-hmm. at a burger. And <laughs> you can just see it when you, when you get the burger and it's like, oh my god, I can't even fix this, and I'm not gonna yeah. go. I'm not gonna pull the Sean and go back up there. You know what I'm saying? So I gave this one a far lower rating. It was like in the six four six fives, only because of the mayo. The burger itself. You, as someone who did a year and some time uh, as vegetarian, you can I could tell mm-hmm. that it was not a beef burger, right? But the texture was there, the taste was there. Yeah, it's like I mean, I, I haven't had one, but I've made plenty of Beyond Burgers that, at home. Right, I have to imagine it's similar. And that's my thing is like, with a Whopper, it's so much easier to hide. Yeah, You're, it's basically a salad mm-hmm. with uh, and the onions on a Whopper. The Whopper because I don't. I've said this when I told well, the world how great the Royale with cheese at at Marlowe's Tavern is like. I don't want a fucking garden on my cheeseburger. I know. We don't need to do this two pods in a row. I'm not here to defend my position on this. I'm not asking you to defend yours. But I will say, Sean noticed begrudgingly that they didn't have a double Impossible Whopper. Mm. 
you know, you can get a Whopper, a regular, and yeah. you get a double Whopper, mm-hmm. which is his go-to is that double Whopper with only onions. God damn it. <laughs> and lettuce, I think, maybe. No, it should just be onions. <laughs> just, just onions and two patties and no end ingredients. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's onions. He just says no tomato, no cheese. So it's like onions and lettuce. Oh, and he wanted mustard. But anyways, when he asked, I said, just ask him. It might not be on the menu, but how much harder can it be? It was like three fifty. It was like three dollars and fifty cent more to add another impossible whopper to to make it That's a double what you're whopper. For. <laughs> you know, money in the fucking lettuce and tomato. That's no, I know. What you're paying for. I know, I know, but he uh, he seemed to enjoy it. But that that was like funny how it all came together because I was just I always like following these trends to see the asshole hole stuff like someone getting killed over a sandwich. Yeah. Or like a Whopper that they're actually... You've seen those commercials where they're faking people out. And you're like, this can't be real. Like, they can't... Yeah. I'm a cowboy. I know what real beef's like. <laughs> yeah, that's real beef. And then they pull the thing off and it's the impossible. And you're like, oh, man, I'm an idiot. That's how that would be real. My friends ain't going to forgive me for this. I'm gay. I knew it. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so, so you're gay. Just, you know, I'm, I'm a, I love beef. I'm a, oh, God. <laughs> I love beefy cocks. I'm sure I've been sucking dick at the rodeo for 27 years. <laughs> what a great, like, what a great just like left turn one of those commercials could take. This is 100% beef right here. I'm all man. No, sir, that's the impossible burger. Oh, no, I'm gay. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it, man. I knew it. I'm going to tingle and say in my butthole whenever I see Ryan Seacrest on the TV. <laughs> Just starts admitting shit. <laughs> okay, well we're gonna go next to Housewife Sally. And I oh, love no wait. I love, I love White Claw. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stand the taste of beer. It's well, so, it's when, so gross and it makes me feel bloated. When I'm at home by myself, I drink white wine and sangria. <laughs> <laughs> I like Good Morning with Kathy Lee and Hoda. The only thing I watch every night is Frasier reruns. <laughs> I smoke Virginia Slims. <laughs> this tan is it real? <laughs> I wear the cowboy hat because I think it's cute. <laughs> Sometimes I look at myself wearing a, a, a oh, what's that fucking, t- I lost it. The, I, sometimes I'm naked in my mirror with just a bolo tie. <laughs> naked just a just, bolo, <laughs> bolo tie. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, f- fuck, I'm gay. Just <laughs> right after that. <laughs> oh. uh, write that down in the skit idea. The great <laughs> unveiling when they try to fool the... The consumer with <laughs> fake ads. I like assless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> I have a motorcycle. I have no idea how to ride it. It just sits there. It's really hard to park my pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never ridden a horse. <laughs> I have tapestries hanging in my bedroom. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Okay, anyways, we're going to pivot now to Housewife Sally Anderson. Oh, this isn't a real burger. That's vegetable. She must be a lesbian. He just pokes back into the frame. 
<laughs> oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Dad, I'm sorry. Please don't disown me. <laughs> My wife's going to leave me. Oh, so the premise of this film is that they say they're giving up Christmas, but then, like, the whole town decides not. Yeah, they have, like, one daughter, She's and she's, like, in her 20s, and she's going to France or something for Christmas to see her boyfriend from, I guess, when she did a summer abroad or something like that. I don't know. And they decide, like, since our daughter's not in town, you know, he's sitting in his office, and he adds up what they spent last year on Christmas, and it's, like, six grand or something. And he's like, why, would, why should we spend all this money when we've never taken a trip. And so he says, let's take that six grand we would have spent on Christmas and let's go somewhere exotic. But the town is outraged because it's one of these towns that probably doesn't really exist in America where, like, everybody participates, everybody has a frosty on their chimney, everybody does lights, carolers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And because they're not participating, they get a bunch of shit from the neighbors. The crux of the film, as we'll get there... She, the daughter, surprises them by coming back with her boyfriend, fully expecting to see the Christmas tradition, and they have to scramble at the end to pull it all together. Mm. That's where the funny happens. Got it. <clears throat> kind of. Because right now, this is a pretty dull-looking film. It's not great, but your idea was to just watch a shit Christmas movie. <laughs> no, no. I get it now. I saw online yesterday that uh, this is the this will mark the 30th anniversary of Christmas Vacation this year. Mm. Yeah, I'm seeing Amazon shit out a lot of products, so I figured it was that time of year. Well, and uh, in uh, honor of the 30th anniversary for Christmas Vacation, they're actually putting it back into certain theaters. So you could go see it in the theater. Uh, yeah, that's a hard pass. <laughs> Let's see how I can give away like twelve dollars to see if it'll probably be cheap. Whenever they do re-releases like that, tickets are like five bucks. They keep it low. Uh, I remember when they put Ghostbusters back in the theaters, it was like seven dollars if you wanted to go see it on the big screen. Gotcha. <laughs> well, the other thing we <laughs> we already had a title to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we've had we've had two so oh, far. Oh, oh, we do, we do want to mention some quick news. Um, I saw something today where Donald Trump loves movies, <laughs> and it turns out, folks, that we could actually—he might be a fan of the show if we didn't shit on him so much. But yeah. his favorite film, Boyk the Bottom Boyk, Bloodsport. Yeah, that is Donald Trump. Which, in some sense, actually in every sense, should tell you everything you need. To everything know. I need to know. Yeah, that man, his favorite film, and his I love the, the film. It was written and, and created by a con man. A con man. <laughs> yeah, it's all Stro fake. A stroked out con man. It's all fake. Oh man, can we? I know it's not good to hope someone dies, and you've said like you 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 don't. Can you hope someone gets a stroke though? Has a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> like who are you rooting for? Oh oh. Drump? Yeah. Oh, you just, can we, can we just only, only, only if it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to root a stroke per se that like, like does like from, from Legend of the Fall. That is exactly what I was like. Yeah. Only if it's one of those where he's still all there. Yeah. But now we just we get to see him say like, fake news. <laughs> Scrum. Scrum. <laughs> she's, she's a liar. Scrum. <laughs> and let let's see how long how long the Republican Party will wheel this man. I, and they're gonna have to wheel him out. Yeah. 
It was perfect phone call. He's got a little gimp hand. He's trying to like get some butt cheek. A little drool. A little drool right outside of his I mean, there's Melania just looking for the exit. <laughs> now that you're stroked out, we're just going to lift this up and see. Yeah, it's tiny. <laughs> She wasn't kidding about the mushroom, though. <laughs> Look like toadstool. I had thought the other day, like, I'm going to just start saying I got to go take a Trump from now on. Well, they said uh, that over yeah, the weekend he had sure. a, you know, the, the, the big news media is going to make it, made a deal out of it, and others didn't. <clears throat> he had a, a check-in at Walter Reed that was unscheduled. Mm. They, they, they frame it as hit parts of his yearly physical as he moves into a vigorous an election year in 2020. Mm. But normally they, they would fly there. Normally the press would know he was going for his physical. This was like they just kind of drove up and asked not to, for any and all reporters to not. So maybe all the steaks with ketchup at McDonald's. And, and 3 o'clock like tweeting. Catching up I don't know if you saw Superfan Burke's attempt Last week, did you see <laughs> I this? I saw some. Yes. Uh, you know, he had seen where he had the 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 good president, our our fearless and and unabashed leader, foul infallible leader, mm-hmm. had sent out eighty two texts, or eighty two twitters, mm-hmm. tweets. tweets, and so Burke attempted to do the same on, on the Facebook. social on Facebook, yeah. and yeah. he was I think he was through like fifteen <laughs> before he realized like you have to just give the president like some <laughs> props here. <laughs> 82 of these damn things. Yeah. Let's take a safe sex. Safe sex. All right, we're back. Nice. <laughs> I was saying we already had a title for this episode. <clears throat> oh, Because yeah, yeah, we yeah, found yeah. visual proof of... I don't know if this was actually at Pompeii. That's the thing. It's just a fucking meme. <laughs> the masturbating. The, yeah. <laughs> and the masturbating Pompeian. Yeah. So for those hardcore listeners, that was like episode seven... Six. Yeah, that's how early that that particular bit was. Uh, well, wasn't the original way, bit the Civil War guys? Yeah, yeah. So we were saying, you know, you get hit, yeah, and you instantly, you know, you're gonna die. Your gut shot, and you just start tugging one out because you figure, yeah, time is of the yeah, essence you're, here. You're about to die. You wanna you wanna bu- you wanna bust one more. You're load. you're in pain. So how can you help it get you know alleviate some of that, that pain? You get shot in the arm you use. Oh. You know what I mean? Well, then it's just the stranger. And just, also, if you're jerking off with an arm wound, you're not going to die from that. <laughs> I was going to say, every scenario we had, this was like gut shot. That'd be funny. You got like a, a circle of gut shot guys who are all cranking out, and then fucking Jenkins comes over with like a left arm. And like, Jenkins, get the fuck out of here. You don't have to jerk off. You're going to be fine. You're going to lose the arm, but you're going to be fine. Get the fuck away from here. Like, I just wanted to do it with you guys. <laughs> One final hurrah. Well, just let me do it with you guys. I well, know we're going to do this. The, the, the meme was, ba- it looks like one of those, what probably happened, I believe it's from Pompeii. Yeah. Because I've seen, the, I, I, hence I've done some research and I've seen the photo. But you, you know, it it certainly looks like, it, what probably happened is this, this man died in the pyroclastic flow and the natural position of his hand at the time, just so make it look, made it look like. Right. That you know he's right there in Pompeii. <laughs> the world's ending, as far as he knows. Yeah, this is a huge volcano, and he just says, "Fuck it, if I'm going out, I'm gonna tug one." <laughs> and the whole point was that this man's a legend. Yeah, you know, the masturbating Pompeii. The, mo- the masturbating Pompeii. That's what prompted me to say to you, we should have like a pact that if one of us ever finds the other one dead, and before anybody else does, put my dick in my hand. Yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be tough for that person, for that loved one. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A flaccid dick, too. But can you, like, can you imagine, like, if we had, like, a secret agreement, like, if you ever find me dead, like, before anybody gets there, 
put my dick in my hand. Well, here's the, here's the <laughs> dilemma you have there is that like if I make a bond, yeah. If I tell you like right now with witnesses, that mm-hmm. if I find your dead body, I will put your dick in your hand. There might be some issues here legally right. to dance with. If it's like old man Brent, <laughs> here's a there's a sketch show idea. Like we go to a we go to a lawyer, we draw up paperwork, <laughs> like. It's totally fine if either one of us dies and the other one finds the other and put their dick in their hand. No the why? It's just for, in this case, my enjoyment because he's dead. But he knows that well, I will be when the paramedics it. show up, it'll be funny. It'll be funny. They'll, they'll have a story for the rest of their lives <laughs> thinking that they found this man who had a cardiac while he was tugging one out. This conversation never leaves this room. Only the three of us know about this. <laughs> Fucking like, <laughs> you find... <laughs> you find me dead, you put my dick in my hand, then you just leave, and then, like, somebody else finds me, like, oh, oh, God. Like, oh. Well, Rigor mortis sets in, so now your dick's just st- What do you stuck? think happened? Well, as best I can tell, he had a heart attack and was masturbating at the same time. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and then I'm right there. That's exactly what happened. That and I rap. exactly like him. That's how he always wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wink at a camera. <laughs> Lawyer sees it. Oh boy, can't say anything. But it's that's not foul play. There's fingerprints on the penis. No, no, we have then, that covered. And the attorney just comes from out of nowhere with a document. Like, okay, we're fine. We're good. No, I didn't do it. I did find the body, and I have this thing. Like you can see that on the Nightline, you know, Dateline. The story got weirder. <laughs> foul play. Suspected. <laughs> Although initially they, they assumed that Austin, the man that found Brent's body, was certainly going to be a suspect. Turns out they could not. They could count him out. He'd only found the body. However, it was him that unzipped the victim's pants and put his penis into the victim's own hand. Foul play was suspected until uh, <laughs> attorney Kent Motlick appeared Kent on scene. Mot- <laughs> we would go to a tra- That's a very Mick Schmear move. One Imagine call, like, that's all. Yeah, exactly. Mick Schmear hears that commercial and thinks like he can go to fucking Motlick and Associates for like to get his child support payments taken care of. Like, sir, we're accident accident injury lawyers. No, man, you're the best. Hey, listen, I went over. Look, I saw a thing. You said you had the strong arm, so let's go. I need strong arm. My ex-wife's being a bitch. I was over at Morgan and Morgan. (laughs) They told me that they can't help. That Shannara guy says he's only in automotive. Mark the strong arm. Apparently, just into making fucking like movie ads for his. I need an attorney. I've seen Kent Motlick on the TV. It said one call. That's all. I'm I'm just here because i got to get my shit straightened out with my fucking ex-wife. <laughs> the alimony payments are fucking killing me, I man. I want to marry my stepdaughter, Riley Reed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was, I was listening to some of our more, more recent ones. I don't know. We, we didn't get any comments on it, thank God. But uh, when I, it made me laugh when I heard it. Uh, last week, I was just oh, listening. Yeah. Uh, when I, we were talking about, it, I was like, "I love Riley, you know I do." But lately, <laughs> some of these scenes getting blacker. Yeah. <laughs> You've said that, yeah. And I, I wasn't gonna go with the the racial aspect. I was gonna say there's just there's multiple holes being stuffed at multiple times. Big dongs, especially uh, with that in mind. Uh, <laughs> big weekend. I don't know. You know, saw Georgia won. Even for our non, even American listeners, I'm a big fan of the Georgia Bulldogs, and they beat Auburn. Right, and that's wonderful because I really cannot stand Auburn people. Kirby danced in the locker room, and all that things. Yeah. yeah, knocked over by his player on the field, all that. But I had the thought. I was like, you know, fact checker who didn't do a good job of fact checking at the game. I don't, you saw that thread 
Like you post a picture of a guy in a girly two shirt. Yeah. Had a problem with it. I saw it. I was like, what's the problem? I think it. And he fact checked himself. I don't know. I took it to mean like, come on, man, like he because he was standing in a sea of Auburn jerseys. Yeah, but so was Brian. And I also noticed that yeah, I was. But Brian gonna, was wearing an Auburn jersey. No, he wasn't. He was wearing a, a black was he with his wife. Yes. And he wasn't wearing an Auburn. Not jersey? in the. Uh, he'll fact check us, so we'll give him something to do. But the Facebook photos I saw, he wasn't. It, the Facebook photos I saw. Maybe he was carrying were, two. All right, fuck it. We're not even gonna have to worry about fact check. He maybe he was carrying two. The little little bitch. If, if he is that husband, that has is he worn an Auburn jersey? He has Auburn stuff. That is fucking lame. He has lots of Auburn. He's adopted them as his second team, and then she yeah, gets, until he, now they're going to FSU games. What's going on here? Well, they live in Tallahassee. I know that, but I mean, come on. But. I think he's adopted them as his second team by way of his wife, but then she often points out, like, yeah, but neither you nor anyone in your family actually went to UGA. That I'm doesn't like, matter. I'm like, well, that's most Georgia fans. Yeah, that doesn't matter. I mean, that's true of so many different schools. What's funny about that is I have two. Right here, here's the visual evidence. That is, that he's with the Auburn people, yeah. but he's wearing, it looks like a number one blacked out What's Georgia on that jersey. white t shirt. What do you think's on oh, that white t shirt? It probably says, like, screw Georgia, go Auburn, War Eagle, or some damn shit. <laughs> go Tiger Eagles. Um, now, uh, What's funny is I have two relatives that I'm married into, or yeah, married to and then married into, my wife and then her sister, mm -hmm. both UGA graduates, couldn't give less of a shit. Yeah. And then I have this like sprawling family of either non-college graduates or people who went to some other school, and none of them went to Georgia. Right. The exclusion, I think, of Todd. Todd went to Georgia. He's got like a million degrees. He's like the one fam. I think he's our one family member who went there. You distracted by sorry, I saw the cooked ham. Uh, yeah, no, it got me thinking though, because I don't have this situation, and I, I often thought like, you know, if I ever like fell in love with a girl, this is like dumb young Austin mm -hmm. who loves Georgia too much, but I was like, if I ever fell in love with a girl, like, how would I live with her if she was a Tech fan or an Auburn fan or a Florida yeah, fan? Florida like, would be bad. I don't even like football because they're hot too. I mean, we make fun of them from being rednecks and Florida, you know, Florida man, Florida woman stories are great, but there's plenty of fucking hot and kind of trashy, oh. which are kind of the best. I'm glad you said that. The dick in the hand story. I had the perfect joke. I said, "That's a Florida man right there." Oh yeah, Florida man arrested for putting for putting, <laughs> putting brother's dick, in dick. His hand. <laughs> for putting cousin's dick in hand when finding body. <laughs> I'd probably have to go to jail. But that's why I'd have my lawyer in the piece of paper. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, very good. That's very good. But I, I would. I did wonder. I was like, what would that be like? You know. And I didn't really have that situation. I married someone who just doesn't give a shit. Good for her. Yeah. Has no real allegiances. Where's the Georgia chef? Just solely for me. Puts my daughter in Georgia stuff solely for me. Yeah. You know. It's it's very nice to not have to worry about it. But I did also think, and this is in no way. Oh, fuck, I don't give a shit who, who gets mad anymore. But it's just funny to me, like, if I was a Georgia fan and my wife was an Auburn fan, mm -hmm. I would certainly have, like, you know, like, that night sex. You get the garage flag where it's half and half? No, I was going to say, house. like, you know, now nah, it wouldn't be like a bet, but I'd be like, you know, we're going to have sex after this game to get rid of all this hostility <laughs> that we've been feeling in the buildup. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if I, I mean, because put it in, See, let's already, put, just so you know. you're not talking Brian's language because he doesn't make arrangements. No, no, he doesn't make arrangements. And it's, it's like a once a year thing. I get that. I get that. But I'm saying, all, all I'm saying is, imagine someone who loved 
Auburn, mm-hmm. like I love Georgia. Right. Which I don't think his wife does. I think she's just a fan. <clears throat> I'm a crazy she's person. A graduate. I'm a crazy person. Yeah. She's an, a rational uh, neither alumnus of, them, yeah, of the university. Neither of them like either team as much as you like right. Georgia. So just imagine like someone like that and me getting together. And that's like our big thing. There's plenty mm-hmm. of relationships like that. Well, I, I started this thinking is like. This a fun analogy because she, she could be like, all right, if you win. I'll give you. I'll put on the choker mm-hmm. and the braces. Fake braces. Yeah. I'll deal it up. Yeah. If I win, you gonna eat my ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'll be like, I don't like that asshole thing. Like, that doesn't matter. Do you like the? Do you like the fake braces? Do you like the I choker? Don't like wearing chokers and fake braces, but I'll do it. <laughs> you know what's so fucked up is I have not one of those fantasies, but these people we have created a fake version of myself. Oh, I'll pretend to be a teenager. <laughs> yeah. That's eighteen. <laughs> 18. <laughs> Not no fucking Dennis Reynolds here. But yeah, yeah, if I win. I was just saying, like, you know, if this was a situation like that for me, I, I know that shower. like I would be like, sex is, is important because we need to get back to normalcy now that our two fanships have, you know, well, I'm better this year, next year you might win. But I just know that like deep down a part of me would be like, I'm gonna fuck you extra hard tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. And like probably like say the score when I come. Mm-hmm. Like I know I would be a little bit petty. With my post-game fuck. Yeah. It'd just be funny if I had that. Well, they'd probably be petty like while they're like right in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Farting. Hot ass. No Post Post-game. Post-game. Chili, chili cheese chicken dip. Chicken wing. Seven layer dip. Chicken wing fart. Uh, yeah. R- chicken. Right on the <laughs> 14 to oh. <laughs> Here comes the oh. Backs off and queefs in your face. <laughs> DJ slap on the cheek. Just make me a drink. No, the queef comes in. You're cute. Just, just <laughs> right in your face. All right, now go make me a Hennessy drink, you bitch. I would like a Shirley Hemp Hill. <laughs> and then, then we go for round two. Oh. <laughs> that's the thing you have in common. You both love Hennessy. Mm-hmm. I like this fake person we're creating now that's going to rub her asshole in my face when the when the dogs get beat and I have yeah. to go make hemp pills for because we both have an affinity for Hennessy. <laughs> This is a very in-depth, well-thought-out plan. Uh, uh, pint of Hennessy and some Oreos. That sounds like a good night. <laughs> I used to have, I used to look limited to a pint, which is a lot of liquor. Okay, half a hand. Hey, we don't need, this is not about me. I mean, a pint isn't that much. Many, it's not. How many how many shots is a pint? How many shot glasses could you fill with a pint? Okay, so shots fifty. <clears throat> the shot glass. Most shot glasses are an ounce and a half. Well, I'm thinking in terms of mills. So those those airplane bottles are. It's like seven and a half tiny bottles. That's a lot of shots. Seven shots is a lot. I think so. Yeah, and I'm and I'm a seasoned drinker. <laughs> <laughs> like if I like if I'm. If we're feeling particularly rowdy, like the girls are spending the night out, <clears throat> purchased or rented a new horror movie. I don't drink shots like that. I guess that's always been my problem is I pour into like fancy cups or glasses. And Maybe at home. Not, historically, not on the pod, but. <laughs> well, yeah. On the pod is different. Right. I, again, is this like an AA? Are we in a no, session? No. Is this what no, we're doing? I'm drinking a beer. We no, had, I'm not. We had Alcoholics Anonymous last week. I'm going to high five this week. That's the show. We keep you on your toes. I'm just saying I think seven shots is a lot of shots because even on a, a night when I've committed to getting boozy, I don't have any more than like four. Really? With, with maybe a beer or two in between. 
Mm. Well, aren't you just, aren't you just wonderful? Aren't you just the best? Is Hennessy good in eggnog? Would you mix cognac with eggnog? I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste the money if you're just gonna mix it with eggnog. Uh, frankly, I don't even buy. I love eggnog. I love eggnog too. I like the shitty eggnog. It tastes like bubblegum to me. Well, that's funny. But I, if I'm looking to have like real deal spiked eggnog at a party, I just buy the pre-made Evan Williams. It's it's <clears> as it's as best as I've ever tasted. You I can't, bought that. I bought that. I bought the pre-made Southern Comfort stuff before. I usually what I do every year is I buy the Kroger brand, just regular old eggnog, and I mix in an ounce of. I usually mix in an ounce of Bullet Rye. I like mm. rye with eggnog. But <clears throat> the liquor store guy always said, has always told me that traditionally people mix rum or rum. brandy yep. with with eggnog, and I like rum okay, but I, it's not my go-to. And I've never really been a big brandy person. I did have a girlfriend once though, whose family was heritage was Spanish. <clears throat> like like true Spaniards, like these were like fair skinned people, like, mm. and their big holiday tradition was to drink brandy called I think Fonseca or Fondito or something like that. <laughs> Fondito brand, I don't know. I have no was. idea. It was very tasty, and they would buy two bottles. They would buy a bottle to drink, and this this is the kind of family tradition like where they would even let their kids as young kids have a little bit at, on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like you're just breeding alcoholism into these children, right? They would have one bottle for sipping, and then they would use another bottle to soak cherries. Mm. And so their Christmas Eve tradition was brandy-soaked cherries with brandy, and just everybody gets tipsy before Santa Claus, I guess. That sounds like good. That's what I'm headed for. I'm I'm looking to make it more... Come here, have, have yourself a cherry. No, I just think that's what I'm kind of transitioning to, because I don't think it's realistic. I mean, it is realistic. Some people can say, hey, I'm going off booze altogether mm-hmm. forever. But I don't really, I don't really have that desire. I just want to make it where it's fun again. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like to, and it can't just be like, oh, football game. That's not really, you know, like that's been a trigger. Right, you, you want know? to get away from triggers and just go right. back to like a fun bus, a sporadic night mm-hmm. where yeah. you're like, you don't even like, you know what? We're out. Let me have a Hennessy after dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Or like a Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah, let's like go get some eggnog, get a little fucked up, mm-hmm. and then I'll go to bed and feel like shit when our fucking kid. Which, by the way, we are trying just because why not? If we're gonna make it ultra personal, <laughs> if we're gonna delve into my <laughs> Austin's journey back to fucking re- realistic drinking. <laughs> Last week I was saying not until New Year's. This week I'm saying you know I'll stay sober on Saturday. No, I didn't say on set. No, fuck you. <laughs> I'm saying I'm just trying to make it more recreational. Right. Right, less than it has been. But all that being said, I don't have much of a choice these days. I have a lot of this girl of mine, and you, I know you haven't seen her, and maybe hopefully we can get up on uh, this week for the mm. birthday party. Yeah. But, man, the changes now are like daily. It mm. used to be you get like a new thing a week when it came to the kid. Yeah. And now it's like new words every day, <clears throat> new things she's doing, the way she reacts to things. Like she runs up to me now, gives me hugs. That's a new thing. Mm-hmm. The mornings though, which is where like normally if I was, you got you got to be up, and you can't be groggy because she's not gonna give me an option. Yeah. She like runs over now and just punches me in the face, which is cute. And then you make her stop, and she's yeah. like, "Daddy, wake up!" You're like, "Oh, wake, wake, wake!" Like, and then she wants to get in the bed, snuggle, 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 and she like gets up on you. That's nice. Yeah. Then you smell the doo doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go change you. Well, 
Leah. <laughs> I gotta say that Albury's finally officially. It's been a few weeks now. I have it's no reason to bring it up on the podcast. It's not new. It's been going on for a while, but she's officially house broke. Potty. <laughs> The poodle's been housebroken. And, I mean, they both still wear, uh, like, special undies to bed because Adelaide more than Albury, but even Albury once or twice, like, sometimes they just don't wake up to go pee, and they'll pee in their sleep, uh-huh. and so you gotta do the you gotta do the night-night undies. But Albury is a champ about going to the bathroom, and that is one of, like, as much as you miss, like, when I see, like, Facebook memories of, like, little butterball chubby Albury, mm-hmm. as much as you will always miss the younger, my little buddy, two-year-old years... There's nothing better than knowing, like, I don't got to buy diapers anymore. Or wipe an ass. Well, or you do have to you do You got to wipe an ass, but you're not, like, getting doo-doo off of legs. Yeah. Like, you're just wiping a butt. <laughs> and kids shit clean. Yeah. <laughs> like, kids like, kids are not you and me. <laughs> they don't have Marcos. My, my girls need one wipe, and it's, there's never anything else. <laughs> it's just procedural. Okay. <clears throat> Versus like when Albert was like ver- like like four months ago when she was still like it's procedural like you gotta get like six wipes out to get it all off the butt cheeks and everything like, it's one wipe and it's just it's uh it's it's procedural get, it's get shit clean not they're not like you and me <laughs> no no there's a reason I invested in a bidet it's a sixty dollar investment you add it onto your toilet. And it gets you back to a kid lifestyle where you're only wiping once because the water blew everything else away. When I have shit here at work. Wait, wait a minute. You have a, a $60 add-on, a real bidet? Yeah. It's Spray, fantastic. Spraying up your butthole. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. One wipe, and it's clean. Really, all you're doing is wiping water off of your clean butthole. Where, where can one find this? They, oh, there's all kinds of companies out there that make aftermarket bidets. This one's called, from a company called Tushy. How does it work? It hooks into the water line before it goes to your toilet. So huh. it's, it's the same water line that runs to your shower. Okay. And it's a bypass. So So someone had to come in and put this in. Oh, I installed it. Oh, wow. It's not hard. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I could put it in my own bidet right it's now. It's fantastic. It's Kristen loves it. I like it. When I have to shit here, it's like, oh, I wish I had the bidet because I got at least four wipes in me here. Like, you, mm. you can just kind of tell. Good old Busey's kid making an appearance with yeah, Cheech there. Cheech. Yeah, you can just kind of texturally tell sometimes, like, this one, this one's going to be more than a one one. <laughs> Not little kids. They also eat really well. They don't drink any alcohol. There's a lot of things. Yeah, that they're not doing. Working for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they can eat McDonald's and not get diarrhea because their bodies are healthy. Well, their bodies certainly are like, hey, don't, let's not make this into a... It's I have McDonald's it. is like which we disappointed Matt with that. He was upset. Why is that? Remember he sent us email. He was upset that we were he he was having to hear that we were stuffing our guts with McDonald's while he Wait, was eating Matt, a, a we, succulent Chinese meal. Not every not everybody has time to go get Chinese food all the time. It, particularly the best looking Chinese food. I mean they. I mean I know they're much closer to China, right? And and that and the Asian. Cultures. I, we have had a lot of Asian food lately. On Saturday, we ordered takeout from this Japanese restaurant. The girls got chicken and noodles, and Kristen and I got teriyaki chicken. It's a fucking killer deal. It's called like a, a bento box. Oh, I love bento which boxes. Which I'm not. I was not familiar with. You got four pieces of uh, California roll, mm-hmm. like six fried dumplings, yep. a huge mound of fried rice, and then a huge mound of basically teriyaki chicken with carrots and broccoli, yeah. veggies. Yeah. 
that whole box, which weighed a metric ton, was like $8. Mm -hmm. It's like, where has this been? Like, how am I You've never done a bento? Didn't even know it was a thing. We were craving teriyaki chicken. We had just finished watching the... uh, the Japanese series of Queer Eye on Netflix, which was pretty interesting because culturally over there, it's so different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, after we got done watching, I was like, I haven't had some like Japanese food in a while. Like they were making fried rice with the, the sort of half-cooked egg omelet on top where they cl- slice it in half and it kind of runs into the rice. I said, I want some like Japanese-style fried rice mm. and chicken or eggs or something. So I went on Uber Eats. I found a place that had good reviews and it wasn't pricey. And when the guy handed me the bag, like I like I bent over like i wasn't expecting this bag to weigh as much as it did i was like holy shit like this was 30 dollars. like all of this food so we ate that and then that's when i got the idea to take the kids to hibachi there's rickety cricket crickets in this there he is what maddie mara oh man he's getting maddie mara even in this movie so anyways, it was getting the Japanese takeout that spawned the idea like we should take the girls to do hibachi i bet they'll get a fucking kick out of it and they did so, well, I also talked about, just because why not talk about your kids even more on this fucking dumpster fire of a podcast that we've created. Uh, they didn't enjoy the zoo, which made me happy. They seem to have a, they seem to get it at an early age. That there's yeah. nothing fundamentally positive about that place outside of, look, those animals would have died. Uh, well, they've redone the zoo. I've been to the zoo. Recently? Uh, within a year. Uh, you may not have seen this because like, they redid the whole elephant habitat. And, like, it actually looks like a habitat now, not just, like, a... Big mound of dirt? Right. Like, mm. it's it's much larger and more spacious with different levels. They redid, like, all of the African safari animal area. Mm. They actually redid the whole zoo, but um, we went because it was free for Fulton County residents to go to the zoo that day. Mm. It's a huge fucking mistake because it's just ass-to-ass with people. Mm-hmm. But it was free, so I was like, yeah, if we get there and everything's fucking asleep or hiding, it won't be like we wasted money. Because <laughs> that's always like, I never want to take them to the zoo. I never want to go. Not because it's fucking cruel, but because it's like, I don't want to spend like 70 goddamn dollars to go look at a sleeping tiger. <laughs> that's like over there, mashed up against the wall. And if you press your face against the glass, you'll be able to see its left hand. Mm-hmm. Like, there it is. You see it? <laughs> look at it. This cost us $70. Look at the fucking tiger. We're not leaving here. We came here to smell elephant shit and and see sleeping uh, cats and struggle to find the snake in the glass box. No, you cannot have that $6 minute made. We will get the shitty nachos. Let's go see. Oh, the pandas are asleep. Of course. Came all the way down from Conyers to see the fucking pandas. Pandas are asleep. Did you see the always sunny when they go to the zoo? The pandas are always asleep. Yes, I did. It was very, very good. I liked it a great deal. I love when they're peeing on each other. (laughs) Are you peeing on me? Yep. (laughs) Because what they were, what are they, meerkats? That was a big establishing dominance over and when he when he was writing those texts, mm-hmm. and I knew they were going to be huge. And you know the way they were structuring it was you could see all the text. Okay. And then <laughs> instantly, he did, he's not even reading that. Oh wow, he read that fast. <laughs> he's not even reading. But <laughs> I had to, I told Leo when I was watching it live. I was like, I'm not going to stop it now. But when this is over, I'm going back and pausing it and reading every bit of these text <laughs> messages. And if you haven't had a chance, they're really, really good. Wait, do you think Dennis meant sea lion or sea a lion? <laughs> <laughs>
It was a good episode. I like the end when they popped up in the meerkat holes. But yeah, they. It wasn't that they disliked the zoo because it was boring. Because actually, a lot of the animals were out and moving. But they like just the minute they got we got inside, and they both realized that they had to walk the whole thing. Oh. Like Albert and me was like, I don't want to walk. Will you carry me? It's like no. You're fucking. You're three going on four. You, you can walk. walk. She she don't she don't like exerting herself. She's no? got a lot of me. Uh oh. She got a whole lot of quit in her. She's like, I don't wanna walk. And then <laughs> and then after a while Adelaide was like, I'm hot. Like and that was the thing, like we the forecast was for it to be cooler than it ended up being and they were dressed kind of warm for the weather. So I understood like, all right, Adelaide's uncomfortable because she's hot. It's fucking crowded. And yeah, yeah, the lions are technically in there, but they're asleep <laughs> off against the side and you can only really kind of see them and like the fucking gorilla room for some reason had it was like heat was on in there it was blistering hot and it's just crawling with people all looking at the gorillas on the hill and the girls are just like I don't want to see the gorillas can we just go like they just weren't into mm-hmm. it I was like this is fine proves my point why I never want to spend money to come here because it's not that fucking exciting mm-hmm. it's not worth what it costs to get in this was fucking free today and I still feel like I got ripped off <laughs> <laughs> like. Like, you, you can put this on my list along with flying to Burlington, Vermont to drive an hour and a half to Plattsburgh oh, of never boy. doing it again. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Like, I have a short list of never agains, and those are two of them. Like, yeah. I don't need to see the Atlanta Zoo for the rest of my life. Mm. Maybe I'll take my grandkids if they really want to go, and they have fucking LCD screens everywhere so you can see the animals sleeping in it from a better view. Yeah. Um, we got lucky. I mean, not... It's not a very good pod, and I'll make it brief. But the last time we went, it, it seemed like the timing of every exhibit was perfect for me and Leah. Like, we would see a huge crowd, and they're trying to look at the orangutan. Mm-hmm. And the orangutan is, like, tucked over in the corner. So they're all like, oh. Oh, that was really racist. They were all Japanese, by the way. <laughs> Speaking I'm of sorry. Japanese I should have told that story. Oh. It, it, it was a whole orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. Will you we come for a game with Tango? Orangutan. But they they would they would get frustrated and they'd move. And mm-hmm. so then me and Leah seemed like we were always right behind them and we'd, and we'd go to the where they were cuz when you're at those rails and there's no one around, you feel like, "All right, this is cool. At least I'm not being swamped with people." Mm-hmm. And it seemed like every single time that it would just be me, Leah and the baby We'd walk up to an exhibit, and whatever animal hadn't moved yeah. for these masses of people would just be like, thank God. Hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, y'all look nice. Press on that one guy. Did you see him? <laughs> Jesus, he looked worse than I did. Dead tooth. Yeah. He's a dead tooth. A little Maureen Ponderosa thing That's working in there. That's you got right there. But it was, and it was just, I mean, Leo will vouch. It was, I, even I, who just has a disdain and the, all of our, t- I'll never pay for the zoo. Yeah. So any ticket I get, or anything I get into, if you ever see me at the zoo, 100%, it I did free. not pay and it yeah. was free. I have tickets and tickets of free passes to the zoo. Yeah. But um, it was just perfect. Like we, so the orangutan doesn't just, doesn't just walk out. He like walks up. And sits down like right in front of us. V's like a little baby, which is like, whoa, yeah, whole thing. Finger in his butt, smells it, all of it. We walk up to the enclosure for the gorillas and we say, there's no one. He says, hey, Bobber wins tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Just points back one of his long orangutan fingers. (laughs) 
taps the glass. Ding, ding, ding. And then he does some sort of war eagle symbol. And oh, God, like, yeah. Then. Well, at least I'll be fucking him later. Um, yeah, I'll go knock on the zoo. But it was just literally every single animal was like that. And the, the, yeah. the one we got the best pictures of was the one of the silverbacks. They had two big males. And one of them just came around a rock. No one, knew, no one knew it was there. And he was like, I don't know, twenty feet, mm-hmm. and no one was around. And when they finally realized it, so it was some stupid little kid. We had like two minutes with this animal just staring at each other. So we were staring at him. It was majestic, right? Mm-hmm. And then the and then here comes the crowd of like sweaty, stinky Fayette Countyers that probably had their Fayette County free weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of Earnhardt shirts and fucking highs. It's just ridiculous shit. Look at that gorilla. This bitch. Was that guy? This bitch guy was at the zoo. Look at that gorilla. He's big. He's big. He's big. He's bigger than you. But I do. That's funny you say that because I appreciate these little moments. Like, for instance, me and Sean had to do some work uh, at Stone Mountain, right? Mm-hmm. And part of that, we we need to get to the top of the mountain. So we were, we get we have this guy that works for the, at the park with us. So. He gets us in the gondola. Sean, I did not know at the time Sean does not like heights. <laughs> I don't like them either, but I'm yeah. not like a pussy. Right. I mean, I put cheese on my fucking burgers. You know me. Yeah. But you eat pussy. I eat pussy and cheeseburgers. <laughs> There's a question for Sean. Like, in terms of things you won't eat. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. <laughs> but And maybe off pod. But nonetheless, I we had to ride this thing. and he's. I'm no, I looked over at We're riding this gondola. And I said, you should feel better because I, I noticed, I was like, this thing says made in Switzerland. Like, the, those folks would know yeah. what they're fucking doing as it pertains well, to gondolas. They live at a different elevation. Yeah. Yeah. But he's just, he's looking down into his hand. And I like to stir the shit on these gondola rides where mm-hmm. I've been on there because the people that go to Stone Mountain and don't, you know, have the balls or fortitude to walk up the mountain, which I, is the preferred method. One, it's great exercise. Two, it's very pretty. Yeah. Three, you get up there and you realize how pretty it is. Mm-hmm. Right? You get a, you have a moment. Right? These people that get on these these are folks that come from out of state, and this is their big family ve- veggie or their big family vacay. See that? You see that carving right there? Martin Luther King wanted to take that shit down. Take it down. <laughs> and you know what we said? White power. <laughs> you know what we said? You ain't gonna live to see tomorrow, boy. <laughs> Fucked up, don't <laughs> even. but the people that come and think about yes, that. But See, because my words, somebody has said oh, something oh, for sure, verbatim to for that sure. But, but think about this. I mean, you didn't live as close to it as I did. And for those who aren't familiar, Stone mm-hmm. Mountain is outside of that one rock in Australia that Matt would know about. I think it's Ayers Rock mm-hmm. is the largest piece of exposed granite on second largest piece of exposed granite on Earth. I believe that's correct. I'm not even going to Google With it. The largest Confederate monument. With the largest <laughs> second place trophy ever carved into it, and that's what I say, right? Yeah. So I'm on the. I, I used to ride these things like every two, twice oh, a month. We should make second place trophy T-shirts and go sell those at Stone Mountain. Oh man, that's called a shitstorm. Because <laughs> what I'm telling you is, this just to preface what I'm saying. I, that's what it is. It's this. It's this state park where, in the 19 teens, where the Klan started or made their comeback was mm-hmm. at Stone Mountain with their big first rally. Yep. It has this monument carved into it. Um, that's a Confederate monument with uh, Lee Stonewall Jackson and um, Jefferson Davis you carved have the into it. In your bedroom. Don't act like oh, I, I we have a carved. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. My family has carved miniatures of this damn thing that my crazy ass uncle made. <laughs> But anyways, we would spend all kinds of summers there. But, hey, but not here, we lived there. 
Like for us, Stone Mountain Park might as well have been the backyard almost. We live 15 minutes from the park. Right. And so as a kid, we just thought this is everyone's experience. Mm-hmm. And when you see it every day, it just becomes it's ho-hum. But I used to see the look on faces of people that were not from here when they'd see it. Like, holy shit, what is that? Like, Because it's, it's a humongous mountain of granite that's right. just out of place and right. right here in Georgia. But some people in the South. With a symbol of hate carved on With it? a symbol of hate. <laughs> well, not hate. At the time, but certainly used to keep the civil rights legislation back. Sure. But people come to this thing, man, to from out of states mm-hmm. and to like, this is their Graceland. This is their like big trip. They stay at the hotels on site. They stay in the park. They do all the things. They go to all the events, every little kitty fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And when they get on this gondola and they're getting that <laughs> uphand close view of the mo- you can hear the con- boy, what can I wear? That's it. Like it's like this veneration, you know. They're still wearing big Johnson shirts and shit. No, no joke. I was like, one guy's wearing cargo jean shorts yeah. and a rat and a NASCAR shirt, and I'm not kidding about that. Like the it, kind of steel toe boot that you pull on. Yeah, with the extra big sole. So every time I get on this thing, Dip I'm not looking to get. It. I don't want to get in a fight in a gondola. To be clear, especially when I'm dangling <laughs> over that mountain. But I do like just to see if I'll get any kind of understanding when I'm like, hey, Sean, what do you think, man? And he's over there with his head in his hand, not trying to look down. And I was, he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, world's largest second-place trophy, man. Just loud enough for the entire car <laughs> to hear a little bit of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I also throw in, just so they can get extra confused a little bit more, I don't say it like, world's largest second-place trophy. I say, hey, man, look at that right there. World's largest second-place trophy, isn't it? Just country as hell sounded, you know? Well, wait a minute. He sounds like he's us. But he's over here talking shit about this. Well, now hold on, because trophies <laughs> are cool. So maybe he's, what well, he, it ain't a bad thing. <laughs> you know, my kid, he got a participation trophy. That ain't even second place. That's participation. <laughs> my kid got the one for never missing practice. He never played any games, but he never missed a practice. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to start shit on a gondola. Not on a gondola. Not, not with the kind of guy who probably likes street fights on a regular basis. Or, I mean, didn't look it. <laughs> if you're street fighting, you got to be in a little bit of shape. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I don't know. Most of the time I see dudes that, th- that look like they might threaten me over something I would say if I'm out and about are the kind of guys that at this point with the amount of, that I work out now, I feel comfortable that I can just, like, get around you while you wear yourself out. <laughs> And then bust your kneecap up. You know, yeah. like something to just take you down and end it. I don't want to like break your kneecap, but I am gonna kick you. I'm I'm You're a, the biggest guy in the world. If you take out his knee, he'll drop like a stone. That message saved my life. <laughs> if anyone take anything take anything from Roadhouse, that's mm-hmm. it. Don't fuck around with these people. Just kick their fucking kneecaps yeah, out. Fucking Sam Elliott, he's he's hobbled. Like somebody did that to his mm-hmm. knee. Like they never come out and say that it. That hurts, that's, don't it? That's his backstory. Damn, that hurts, don't it? <laughs> That's my point. I don't want to get. Ever made push I don't push. think people can take the risk, especially people mm-hmm. like us, fathers, mm-hmm. or anybody. But fathers these days, I see like stories now. Some guy was in uh, Costa Rica. In a Costa Rica. In a Costa Rica. American. They accuse him of stealing or trying to walk out on a tab. I don't really know what happened, but all I know is there was a little bit of a brouhaha. He tried to leave this. The American tried to leave this club. The Costa Rican bouncer to have it all on camera. Falls him outside and hits him with a vicious left hook. Mm. One punch, dead. Mm. One punch, man. Yeah. And you know, that's just this guy's punching power. You take not to take into account how many fucking 
young idiots now are keeping fucking pistols or knives on them because they felt fucking disrespected. They ain't going to take that L. Not from some middle-aged fucking guy like me talking what a shit about anything. Right, right. I'm not. I'm not here to get in any fight. No, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna just break. I'm gonna kick you in the balls. I'm gonna break your kneecap. I'm gonna do something. <laughs> I'm not trying to fight. Yeah. I'm just gonna. But that's the age we live in now. It's like I don't know. Like road rage used to be something I would think like that's just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But now if I like if someone cuts me off and I go like this, like the one guy in traffic the other day, he he cuts in front of me. I want his. I'm on his tail. Then he starts doing this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You pulled in front of me. And he starts tapping on his brakes. So I start ta- I was like, okay. And then he puts his emergency lights on at middle. This is morning traffic and stops mm. at, the, at the 75, 85 interchange. I was like, dude, what are you doing yeah. to make a point here? The traffic, everyone's beeping at me. I was like, this is your man right here. So mad that I was tailgating after he pulled into me <laughs> that he has put on his emergencies and stopped. And I was like, I don't know what this guy's capable of. I mean, the thought came to my mind. Yeah. I mean, that's where we're at. I don't, I don't. The internet videos alone should be able to tell you, you really shouldn't fuck with people you don't know. Right. <laughs> so well, I think it's fake, but there used to be a great viral video, sort of before viral videos, of a guy getting tailgated by two hicks in a pickup truck, <laughs> and he's got he's got like an like an early smartphone and he's videoing it, and they're 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 laughing and having a good time fucking with him, and they fall and he's just trying to get away from them. And he sees this turn off into like a state park. He goes in there. They follow him in there. He gets to a dead end, <clears throat> and uh, and then he gets he gets the, the dead end there behind him, and it's clear that their intentions are to fuck with him. And he's got the camera in the rearview mirror, and he sees them get out. And one of them's holding a baseball bat, and the other one's just a big fat redneck. And he gets out and immediately turns on him. And he's got a fucking Glock in his hand. <laughs> And all of a sudden, like, tables turn, and they're like, hey, man, take it easy. Like, like you're like, no, fuck you, take it easy. <laughs> makes, like, he makes him, like, toss the baseball bat, makes the fat one give him the keys, he throws her fucking keys in the woods, and uh, gets in his car and drives away. Fuck like, you, take it easy. Fuck you, take See, it easy. See, that's what I'm saying. We're all one bad decision away from an S. Scott Zoller film. <laughs> or S. Craig Zoller, yeah. whatever his fucking name. I knew it was it S. I knew it was Zoller. It could be Scott. It could be. It I don't know. Steve. But that's... We're, we're all like, and that, and and the same boat goes for that guy that's mm-hmm. behind you tailgating you, giving you shit. Yeah. Because I don't have my permit yet, but I will. Yeah. And I don't want to have. Like, I don't have to have a permit to have it in your car. Really? Instead of you Georgia, to, uh, no. Instead of Georgia, you can have it in your office, your car, or your home, so long as it's within sight. If you get pulled over by a police officer, you don't have to have a permit for it to be in your car. It's allowed to be on you in your property, whether that's your house, your office, or your car. And you don't have to have any proof of ownership. No. The only thing you need a permit for is to carry it around. So it can. Oh, I gotta read this. <clears throat> I mean, that's I. I read that law a long time ago, and I've lived by it. I keep a gun in my car. I keep a gun in here. I keep a gun at home. So there's a gun in here right now. Not right now. Sometimes there is. <laughs> Good thing we know that. It's right here under the table. <laughs> Pointed at my nuts. <laughs> Man takes no precaution. He takes every precaution. No, I mean every every state law is different, but in the state of Georgia, it's, you're allowed to have one on your property and whatever an extension of your property is, and that's classified as your house, your car, or your office. Uh, what if it's a work car? You don't own it. I don't know. Hmm. You're just the only thing in the state of Georgia you need a permit for is to open or conceal carry it. And truthfully, I don't think you need one for open carry. I'm pretty sure you're allowed to just carry it out in the open in the state of Georgia without a permit. You only have to have a permit if it's concealed. Mm. So interesting. <clears throat> I should have taken advantage of this red state 
that we live in <laughs> much longer. Yeah, like so if you wanted to keep a handgun. There, there would just be times, and again, I think that it's dangerous sometimes to have, well, it's dangerous for stupid people to have this conversation, but for mm-hmm. you and I, like, what's the, I, I have heard, and we've talked about this before, that there's some psychologists or somebody said that they were afraid of people, most people having guns because they found that in certain situations an everyday person with a gun in their hand could lose it over the most like minuscule thing, mm-hmm. and that gun would come into play. Yeah, and I think that it's not that it would come into play to actually do a physical shooting. So much it would be like a situation that I might find myself in, where it's like, dude, if you don't stop getting on my ass, if you don't stop threatening me over this parking spot, I'm just going to show you this pistol. That's illegal. Right. <laughs> I know. I know that. Just so long as but it's like I don't want to shoot you. Yeah. But. Do you really want to go down this road? Well, and that's an even more dangerous thing to do because if they have a gun, let's go. Now you, <laughs> now you threaten them. That's the classic cop line. I felt threatened. Like, well, yeah, we're not like, in Florida too. Like I have now, to remember like that. Now they can shoot at you because you showed them a weapon. Is that really how that works? Yeah. Interesting. Like you've elevated it. Like the whole like bring a knife to a gunfight thing is like yeah, but the thing is if you pull a gun out like you've now elevated it. <laughs> mm. What if I'm just trying to say I don't know? There's a lot to there's a lot to be said there. I'm you sure. can hint at having one if you're having a conversation, but if you yeah. show it, you've you've upped the ante big time, and it's arrestable. You need to get that. Yeah, let me just take safe this. sex. Safe sex. All right, we're back after yeah. the safe sex break. Christmas with the cranks is over. How did that all? They're That's out thing. They, uh, they have Christmas, and Santa Claus drives a beetle, and um, he gives his vacation tickets to the old uh, neighbors. Let's let's talk. We'll, we'll, let's wrap it up with this. I, I want to for those out there that have small kids, for those who don't, for those who have like M and P, and maybe can help me with this too. Leah hits me with she's unsure about what to do about Santa Claus. What do you mean, what to do about Santa Claus? She, exactly. I can already tell that you're on Team Austin with your general body language and just everything yeah, right just, there. I just a wave of disgust yeah, just washed over. It's a very, yeah, I feel like we're not talking about Sean, so bring it back. We're still yeah. talking about Leah and the kids here. Uh, she just doesn't want to, quote, unquote, lie to, to Vivian. She's not Did sure. She with a fun childhood? Yeah. <laughs> Did she not have fun at Christmas time as a kid? Is that what we're getting at here? I just, I, I, listen, I'm going into this with an open mind, open heart, but I have made my opinion on this pretty clear, mm-hmm. just like you did. Like, look, there, there is deception in life. Yeah. And then there's like lies in life. Mm-hmm. But this is like the whitest of white lie. Mm-hmm. This is a lie that produces fun. And happiness. Magic. And you can even, it doesn't have to be a lie. You can say that he's a representative of, if if spirituality is your guide, which in this case it most certainly is. Yeah. Then you can say it's not, Jesus isn't, or you can say that he, Saint, Saint, Saint Nicholas, yeah. or Santa Claus, mm-hmm. or Papa Gijo. He's an agent. You wouldn't use that word, but you could say he's Jesus's friend. He's God's, he's yeah. God's saint. And he and and because he loves God so much, he wants to, to love the children of the world. I mean, there's so yeah. many ways to spin it. Yeah. And but to think of well, a, it is just a pagan tradition. And, I, and I, it is. It really is. But I just yeah. wanted to explain, like what what you'll lose by doing something like that is. I remember distinctly. I mean, I'm 35, but I remember mm-hmm. distinctly 
the links to which my parents would sell us yeah. on the magic on the that's what it is Let's be careful of Christmas. Let's what we say just in case somebody listens with kids in the car. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you had me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Miles is over there every day listening with on Daddy Power Hour. I think she does. <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm not saying anywho, yeah. but I'm saying I, waking up, and I, when I say like every parent, if they're smart, and that's what it should be is fun. Yeah. But every good, decent parent that loves their children and wants the best for them on, on any day, let alone the holidays, we'll go. The, we'll, 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 yes, <laughs> and we'll like take a bite out of the cookie, yeah. drink half the milk. Right. I mean, my parents went my even further. Cool. They used to. I can see this in my mom now. I don't think this would have been my, it could have been my dad, mm. but it's more of a mom thing of like leaving the reindeer treats. Mm-hmm. So carrots and celery that would be noshed and chewed and ripped up and like a strewn as if an animal would yeah. just like, like, like the reindeers were cookie monster and never got any of the, yeah. the stuff into their mouths. But it, seeing it and thinking yeah. like, holy shit, Santa ate the cookies, R- Rudolph ate the carrots. Yeah. This is fucking great. Like, and then the presents. Well, yeah, and like as kids, like they still did like things on the radio and TV. Oh, Captain Herb Emery, right here in Santa Atlanta. Class, and when you're seven, eight years old, it's like, holy shit, he's in Forsyth County, <laughs> like, you know, or whatever. It's like, like I gotta go to sleep, and then of course you can't, and no. then it's like five a.m. and you're like, wake up, wake up, we gotta go see what's in the, oh, you know. Man. And I would always, I, I'll be honest, even because I was always the oldest. This, this was stupid shit. But I would go wake up the youngest because mm-hmm. I would get up so early. But like I, 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 I'm by old. I don't mean like 19. <laughs> I mean like I was like 12. Yeah. They they were seven and and five. Yeah. And I was like ready to get this fucking show on the road. Yeah, like, hey, I got video games out there that yeah. need to be plugged in and <laughs> yeah. shit. And I'd go to Taylor at five and like pff, just bash him in the head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he'd get mad and wake up. But then the minute he would remember at five, like oh. And then, of course, they dart out, and they're the ones jumping on mom and dad. And yeah, that's, that feeling in the morning. Like, there's nothing like it. Why would you want to take that? And, like, this goes back to what I was saying last week about wanting to enjoy the holidays. Like, as an adult, you don't – even as fun as it is doing everything for your kids, you don't get that well – Expectation. Of ex- of expectation yeah. and excitement for Christmas morning. It's like, why would you not want to give your kids that? Yeah. My, one of my closest friends when I was part of the youth group and really active in the evangelical church and all that in my teens told me early on when he had his first son and he eventually had two more. He's like, yeah, we're not going to do that because Christmas, Christmas is about Jesus. And so we don't do that. And I just remember looking at him thinking like, do you not have any joy? Like, he's like, what are you talking about? Like, that has nothing to do with the real meaning of this season. I'm like, all right. Well, Neither does the real reason said, for the well, season. let's break it down because historically speaking, most people think that Christ was born in October. So what do you, like, why do anything? I've heard April. Like, why why do anything then? I said, yeah, it's, it's a fucking, it's got pagan origins and if that rubs you the wrong way, oh well. But like, let your kids have some fucking magic while they're little mm-hmm. and still believe in it. It's like, no, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I have since met several other super churchy people. Like, yeah, we just don't do it because it's, it's it's about Jesus right now. It's like, right. yeah, but, you know, you could extrapolate that if one kid figures out that the, this guy's not real, well, how long before they figure out that maybe this guy's not real? <laughs> like, there's always that possibility, too. Like, let him have some fun. I don't know. Like, for, to me, it's like, I can't imagine not doing what my parents did for me, I mean, just just so, and, and I'll be honest with the day. I also know, I and here's I the thing. I also know couples 
get like talk about fucking childish. I know couples who choose not to do it because they want to be appreciated for what they gave their kids on Christmas. Like, what are you fucking five? Like, it doesn't matter who they sit. Like, oh like, man, they, have you they seen, want the thing. Just just because we're Christmas shitting, morning. we're shitting on these dummies. Have you seen this thing? I don't even say dummies because I actually agree with this. But there's like some Facebook thing going around where it says, "Please stop telling your kids that the iPods." And the H and the and the Playstations and the Xboxes are from Santa mm-hmm. because it makes these poor kids who get socks mm-hmm. and hand me down shit. And wooden horses. And wo- <laughs> Seriously. Was this a fucking jack in the box? Whoa, 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 whoa. So I get a slinky and overalls that are way too big. And this kid on Facebook got a fucking iPad and a watch. And he got them from Santa? Because they're saying, like, I get that, though. You know, like, it seems like Santa, because they were saying that these foster homes, the kids are like, do these, does Santa love those kids more than me? Well, And yeah. you should just say, yeah. Yeah, Santa well, does love those you, kids. What do you want, Jimmy? Do you want Santa to be a socialist and spread the wealth out <laughs> evenly? That wouldn't be very fair now, would it? Those kids worked harder this year. <laughs> Those affluent middle class kids just pulled themselves up by the boot heels. And those kids pulled on their boot straps. That's how they got into those nice homes with those loving parents. <laughs> That's how they got in the college. Title of the episode, uh, Capitalist Santa. <laughs> Santa, I'd really like a new iPod this year. An iPod? What are you, living in the 90s? <laughs> oh, I forgot. You're a foster child. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll give you a Zoom. <laughs> Do you have any Microsoft products? <coughs> oh, man. <laughs> Ask your foster parents if they have a Windows PC. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> no, I mean, that's true. That is a thing. Because even as a kid, when you grow up and it's like, Santa brought me X, Y, and Z. And you inevitably have like a friend that goes like, wow. <laughs> Santa really fucking loves you. <laughs> Wow, were you look really good last year? No, I was a piece of shit. Yeah, I was a total piece of shit. But yeah, like I, you only get the Christmas magic for a number of years. Like why? And I, I think I found out. I mean, I didn't find out. It wasn't like my mom, and dad sat me down one day and we we need to talk to you about Santa and this great lie we've been telling you. Yeah, I kids figure that that's what you you know it as a kid. You worry about it as a parent, and mm-hmm. you forget that you already knew all this thing already. Yeah. I learned about Santa from the children my age. Yeah. From the kids are like, my dad told me last year. Yeah. And like, what do you mean your dad told you? Yeah, I mean, I go to my parents are divorced, so I have like five different Christmases, bro. It's awesome. Yeah. But my dad told me that Santa's bullshit because it just pissed off my mom. <laughs> like that's how yeah. I found. I was like, wait, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Yeah, there's always that. Dad's not. Shit. My dad told me like it's not real. He puts out the presents. They only tell you that. They only tell us that because it's like ha ha fun. And I was like, what? But you're saying that your dad told you this mm-hmm. because your mom. I mean, I'm like seven. Yeah. I don't even have the concept of divorce wrapped. I don't even marriage wrapped around yet. Right. And he's telling me that yo, no, like my dad told my mom because it would piss her off that Santa's not real. That is a piece of shit human for one to yeah. use Santa as leverage over yeah. your shitty ex-wife. I don't know That's if you a still different argument. With this person, <laughs> chances are they didn't do well in life. Like if that's the Can model. you imagine the vindictiveness there though? Like, wait. What do you, you mean, were, Santa Claus? When, didn't your mother tell you? <laughs> didn't your mom tell you he's fucking fake? We've been fucking lying to you for years. I don't know why they're all from <laughs> from Jersey Uncle, all of a sudden. Uncle Jack been coming around a lot lately. <laughs> Uncle Jack, yeah. Uncle Jack doesn't eat pussy. I'll tell you that. 
Just, he doesn't like cheese and he eats a lot. Of, doesn't like eating pussy. Can I just eat my spaghettios now? Yeah, seriously. Like can I just go watch the, the, my shows? The Family Matters is on. Magic is gone. Is that the one with the blacks? <laughs> Dad. The one with the black nerd. <laughs> There's no magic left in my life. <laughs> I want to go to mom's and be with mom and Uncle Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't eat pussy? Who doesn't eat pussy? It's bad enough that I just... Or cheese. It's bad enough my parents are getting divorced. I just found out magic isn't real. I'm going to grow up to be a shitty adult. <laughs> we should have to... There's a scare... The very introspective kid at a very young age. Like, you just... This is bad enough. You're getting a divorce. Now you're telling me magic isn't real. Hey, hey, Jimmy. Is that burger real or is it plant-based? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I might be gay. <laughs> it's all coming out at once for little Jimmy. Uh, also, I identify as a girl. He's saying that it's all coming out makes me think of Frank Reynolds who's in therapy. Oh. oh, it's all coming out. You unzip me. You unzip me. <laughs> hey, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel donkey brains. <laughs> frog kids. Oh, fuck. You were froggy. You were froggy. Anywho, no, well, I, I vote do it because it'd be. I think that's where we're gonna go. What do you gain by not doing it? Nothing. We make ourselves into. A, we make a weird kid. Yeah, you make a weird kid who like grows up telling people about uh, winter solstice. <laughs> it's like, you know, fucking. It's supposed to be fun. It's like Halloween. It's not for adults. It's for kids. It's for kids to I have. I don't fun. know. Halloween's for everyone. All of the holidays are for everyone. No, not not Thanksgiving. That's not for the Indians. <laughs> Or excuse me, the first people. I don't want to get Thanksgiving, but yeah, I say, I mean, why, why not do it? You don't gain anything by not doing it. Yeah, all other right. Th- other than growing up with a kid who like carries a little pink Bible to school every day, it's like, and has no friends. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you want for V, then by all means, uh, we'll do it. But we'll leave it there because I do have to skeet out alone. It's a chilly night, I'm told. Is that lingo? No. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't. Those two don't go hand. I don't. No, it's very rare that I have a nice piping hot bowl of chili and then say, "You know what, hon? <laughs> I don't know how you're feeling." She get Leah to adopt a team that she can be really passionate about, so you can get something on the line when they play Georgia. <laughs> It'd be bad because you think that you think the butthole grind face thing. She'd find something worse to do, <laughs> and that's bad. But she'd find something worse. But WFUCK! The band! 97.5! Coming up next, we've got traffic and weather. we got sports with Skip, Skip down. whatever! Definitely on. We still need to do that. we gotta get, we got to get Skip on the phone. Yes, we do. Anyways, here's Nine Inch Nails! Because <laughs> they're fresh on my mind. <laughs> First good band, you said. Holla!